Welcome to Power Play. I'm B Zelda, but in Port Ruby, I'm known as Ulez Gali. What you are about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you would like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes. Or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello and welcome to Power Play. Um, I'm Rick Bud, your game master. And uh, these three, count them three this week, um, lovely and talented people are Sam DeLev, our Cadract Eversinger, Omar Njam, our Vion Vigor, and Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett. Um, B Zelda, our Ulez Galley could not be here. Don't worry about B. They are fine. Uh, they, they will be back next week. It's all, you know, it's all just cool planned absent stuff. Um, I want to throw a thank a thanks out to Jake and Lauren and the mods and uh, everybody at QTimes. Um, thank you for doing what you do so that we can do stuff like this. Um, your subs and your bits help support QTimes and your donations to the chip jar usually help support this show and the people you see on it. That is usually our feed the cast fund. Um, but you have probably heard uh, that the governor of the state of Texas, I'm not going to say his name here because fuck that guy, uh, has called on um, professionals like teachers and doctors to report parents who give their children gender-affirming care, uh, which, which he characterizes as child abuse. Um, to call this draconian, Orwellian, utterly terrifying, uh, would be a massive understatement. Um, we're a superhero show, I'm just going to say it's absolutely nothing short of evil. Cartoonishly evil. Um, so... Tonight, 100% of what we raise is going to go to Equality Texas. You can find them at Equality Texas on Twitter or check out their website, uh, equalitytexas.org, to find out more about their mission. Um, power play is about a lot of things, but above and beyond all, it's about the power of saving people. And, uh, uh, you know, that is what everything in this show ultimately points to. And uh, now is the time um, for all of us to support, you know, the people who are trying to save the trans people in Texas who have never been in worse danger than they are now. Um, we have decided to do this on pretty short notice, so this is not one of our big charity extravaganzas with a million rewards and, and special guests and stuff. Um, it, we're just going to have the three rewards. Uh, we, we do not expect to you know clear thousands of dollars like we do in the big marathons, um, but we would still be super grateful for anything that you can kick in for this life or death cause. Um, you know... It, 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 you know, I, I cannot possibly understate the important, the importance or the urgency. So, uh, our place uh, has trans rights, and so can you. Couldn't have said that better. Thank you, Sam DeLev. Um, so as usual, our rewards are going to be if we get to $50, the team gets a point of community determination that they can use in case of an emergency. Um, if we get to $150, the mysterious benefactor, uh, in game, our team has a mysterious benefactor who manages to get them uh, special gifts wherever they may be in space or time. Um, we know outside the game that that mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. Um, so far this season, you have given the team a healing elixir that restores full stamina, a single-use holographic disguise generator, a gym pass that was good for plus one to any physical attribute. And tonight, chat can provide the team with single-use nanotechnology spray-on armor that provides damage resistance nine. One use. Damage resistance nine for those of us uh, for for those of you who who don't know uh, our our game is pretty close to being invincible. 
Um, so uh, that is that is basically like one good somebody gets to be invincible for a fight armor. Um, and if we get to 200... And f- You'd literally be invincible. Like, it makes sense to put it in the squishies, but you can just climb inside the sun. Yeah. I mean, well, the sun would be a close call, but, uh, but yeah, maybe. Um, if we get to $250, our after credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. Um, you can always see our tiers in chat with the command unlocks. And if you can't support uh, by donating, you can always support the show by liking and commenting on our YouTube videos and sharing our tweets and stuff. Um, you... Uh, you can also uh, get PowerPlay merchandise now. It is for a limited time still at the Two Times Teespring store, but we'll be moving very, very soon. Yeah, you can see right there that is our logo by our good friend Hector Lowe on the stickers. Uh, you can get uh, T-shirts with art, uh, Caitlin's character art on it, uh, new or old versions. Um, and uh, that will be in a new store very, very soon. So uh, I'm hoping to have information on that maybe as early as next week. Um, the game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was published by a very cool guy named Steve Kenson. Um, uh, sorry, creator, very cool guy named Steve Kenson. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at S Kenson. The book edition that I have is published by Green Ronin. Uh, they were sold out for a while. They might have them back now. I honestly don't know. I think you can get, you know, you're going to get it as a PDF and you might be able to get print to PDF versions uh, from Ad Infinitum directly. It's a super cool system. Check it out. Um, Follow the show at Play RPG on Twitter and Instagram. PowerPlay is available as a podcast for the podcast inclined. Check it out wherever fine pods are casted. Um, also, Jake's going to put the link for the PowerPlay uh, Discord in the chat for you. Go check out the chat, uh, the Discord uh, where our, our our own Omar Najam is running the Port Ruby Poetry Review. Um, Omar is a freaking great poet um go go check out what he's doing there and i think in the coming weeks we're going to get some poems uh by some other people associated with the show a few and guests all- yeah that's it that's the only tease a few, guests. a few familiar faces hmm okay hmm um and uh, uh omar's also doing super villain origin stories we did our last charity game super villains of port ruby uh and omar is writing origin stories for every member of the team so far we've got two of them that you can already read they're just in there free and they are freaking amazing uh omar is maybe a better writer than he is a poet i don't know maybe a better poet than he is a writer very tough to say um but uh either way just yeah check that all that stuff out um, I think I am being told that we have opened up the first two tiers already. So uh, thank you so much, everybody. Um, we, we are well on our way. Uh, and uh, we are super grateful. Remember, every single dollar tonight goes uh, towards protecting trans kids uh, in Texas, where they unfortunately need the protection. Um, and uh, that is the announcements. Time for power play. That little technical problems there, um, but uh, hopefully cleared up now. Um, and and uh, it looks like while we were uh, working out those little technical problems, um, y'all opened up the uh, the third goal. So 
wow, thank you. Um, that's that that is that 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 is that could be record time for us. Um, and it's like uh, once again, gonna remind you, absolutely, uh, all money raised tonight uh, goes to um, Equality Texas. So we are we are just super grateful. Um, all right, let's do this thing. Um, so uh, previously on PowerPlay. The necklace that Benny got from Althea the Enlightenist sent Benny back in time to her family farm on November 15th, 2020. But with help from Miranda Vorton, the rest of the team was able to follow her. Um, but they weren't in Bellwood long when another problem cropped up. Um, uh, a man named Archie Sloan showed up at the farm in a panic and claimed that he was being chased by a monster from a, a local urban legend uh, known as the Crow Man. Um, Benny was familiar with the legend because uh, she and her childhood friend Priya Singh uh, had an interest in weird stuff like that. And indeed, it turns out Archie Sloan was in Bellwood to shoot a documentary about the legend with Priya herself. But much to their surprise, the crow man appeared and asked Priya, Priya a riddle, and when she couldn't answer, she was turned into a crow. Uh, the team struggled to deal with the crow man's bad luck powers uh, with and eventually with help from Pete Alameda and Eileen Beckett, uh, they were eventually able to solve the riddle, saving Priya Singh, uh, as well as many others who had been turned into crows along with her. In the end, Vian activated the time shifter crystal to bring the team back home, uh, back to the future, uh, to coin a phrase. Um, but instead, uh, they found themselves further back in the past, in the long dead western town of Grave Glen. And that is where we pick up. Um, just to remind you all, uh, you were standing at the edge of an old western town. Uh, there was a wide dirt street framed by two rows of wooden buildings, uh, a few horses, a few people wearing 19th century clothes kind of walking around near those buildings. Looks like a scene out of an old cowboy movie. Um, about 20 feet ahead of you, there's a hand-painted wooden sign that says, Welcome to Grave Glen. What do you do? Uh, was that on purpose? Uh, no, our goal was to get you back uh, okay, to the cool. quote-unquote present. Uh, Just double-checking. Double uh, is this Riften? No, this is... I realize I'm the only person who would recognize this spot. Uh, hey, Doc, welcome to California. Oh. Uh, California, actually, hold on. What? Uh, and I would the turn other coast. <laughs> I turned to one of the folks. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, what? What? What year is it? Oh, you're 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 a little bit. Yeah, they're no, far you're, away. You're kind of. They're they're yeah. They're they're some distance away. You know what? That's for the best. Uh, because I realize we look the way we look. Um, uh, so I'm going to quickly cast, um, I'm going to cast illusion, uh, Big magic or little magic, little magic. Cause I need to use burst. Uh, okay. Um, give me a roll to turn on illusion. Eight to eight plus roll. Uh, that's 12 to turn on. Oh, that'll get it done. Yeah. Um, and I just want to cast, uh, old tiny looking clothes on us really quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you do, um, everybody gets, uh, outfitted in, um, 
I guess what would be Vion's conception of cowboy gear. Um, <laughs> Everyone's got little atoms. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, my white coat's to... like a duster now. That's so dope. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm doing as little as necessary to adapt everyone's clothing. Um, to... Well, as you look around at what you've done to everybody, you notice that Ulez has not spoke or moved uh, since you have been here. Hey, uh, Ulas, you all right? There is no response from Ulas. Um, you can see their lights are on, their eyes open. They have appeared to go, go into some sort of a standby cycle. Uh, do any of us know how to run an Ulas diagnostic? Doc? I have never interfaced directly with Keeper Systems, surely they are significantly more sophisticated than your own, but I can take a look. I uh, step up, I tap their shoulder, I lean in. Ulas? Ulas? Nah, there's <laughs> nothing. They're standing there in their illusory cowboy clothes, big cowboy hat, you know, and uh, uh, nothing. Actually, here is what I would like to do as I put my hand on their shoulder one more time. I would like to use my voice to amplify sound to try to hear a little better their internals. Can I hear the fan going on their cooling system? Can I hear their processors running? That would at least tell me that they are baseline functioning, perhaps the, the energy level involved. Are they sort of in sleep mode or are they well and truly shut down and we need to worry um yeah you you are very attuned to things like vibrations and stuff and yeah you can pick up that you know stuff is going on inside um all right uh well their systems are mechanically at least mm -hmm. running okay um let's we should probably figure out what's going on with this time travel stuff. Uh, we still have that holographic disguise thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, le <laughs> let's uh, let's do something. I think that Ulez would approve of to be safe. And I would like to find just like a shadow uh, behind a building that I like. I look around. I'm tracing the sun. I do my best mental math, and then I turn to someone much smarter than me. Hey, Doc, this is going to be shaded for most of the day, right? Yes, that, that mountain there, the hill, will eventually take care of it after it gets past. Okay. Position. Okay, great. Uh, so I was wrong. And I moved Ulas <laughs> to a different spot. <laughs> and then I'm going to use the hologram um, to, because my images will come down at some point, I'm sure. Um, so holding it mm -hmm. for forever won't work. Um, I'm going to position Ulez's arm very tenderly, just one sort of up, the other sort of down. Like one is out, and then the other is like down. And then I'm just going to turn them into a cactus. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, uh, the, the holographic disguise generator automatically works. So, yeah, Ulez is now hidden as a cactus, very subtly blending into a landscape. Uh, and I whispered just to Ulez, all right, great, we'll, uh, we'll come uh, check on you. You're going to be totally fine. We're just going to 
figure out why we got sent here, a place that I think only you know about. So that's uh, probably time to go tell the others. And I turn and walk back. Okay. So you are probably about, I don't know, a hundred yards from, you know, uh, all those stores. I mean, 50 yards from all those stores and people I was telling you about. Um, great. So just so both of you know, uh, this is the town that I kind of died in, uh, you know, different, different time, different life, uh, and all that. Are you okay? I mean, I'm good. I got pulled out of it <laughs> as a ghost. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Okay. Yes. I, okay. Phys- yes. Emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As of right now, I'm fine. I don't know why the necklace brought us here. Actually, you know, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And I just start like bolting into town. Um, yelling for the sheriff. Um, okay. As you run up the street, uh, you draw some very curious glances from the handful of people that are around. Um, you pass barbershop, general store, saloon, dentist office. Um, people are just kind of looking at you. Everyone's kind of, you know, giving you kind of cockeyed look and uh yeah and then you see down the down the street near the end of the street the office of the sheriff um uh hey how's it going as i'm passing hey how's it going everybody i'm from i'm not you know from right i'm 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 down from san francisco all right and uh uh and i think depending on the year los angeles maybe (laughs) as i'm like running backwards uh I stop, I stop, and I point to someone outside the dentist's office, which I now realize it would be horrifying to experience uh, as someone who just had a tooth pulled um, in modern day. Uh, hey, um, what year is it? Can you remind me? Year? Yeah, 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 yeah what, what exact year is it? 1871. Okay, great. So California is a state. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. I just wanted to double check that really quickly. Thank you very much. You one of them new homesteaders we've been hearing about? Oh, the gentrifiers uh, out here? <laughs> no, I promise you, I'm not. I, my generation's never going to get property. Thank you, though. And I keep running for the sheriff. Kind of, the guy scratches his head and watches you run away. <laughs> um, yeah, you run to the sheriff's office. Um, what do you do? Knock on the door. Sheriff. Sheriff. Uh well, the door is actually open. Oh, you great. You poke well, your head I, in. Yep. There's nobody in there. Damn it. Uh, I step back. I go back to the the person outside the dentist's office. Hey, uh, friend, do you happen to know where the sheriff is? Oh, uh, sheriff just uh, rode out of town uh, a little while ago. Uh, could be back any minute. Okay. Uh, I don't rightly know. Okay. You, uh, you need any dental work? <laughs> not, uh, not today. Not for not for a couple, not for a hundred years, buddy. And I <laughs> wander back to my friends. All right. Um, I think maybe we like meet you halfway as we've slowly yeah. been like following. <laughs> like, I do think we take off after the bolting man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, as as you 
you all meet up again, let's say, in the middle of this wide street. Uh, you, you hear the sound of hoofbeats in the distance. And then over the horizon from the south, two horses riding fast come just up through the town. There are two, two riders, you know, rider on each one. They're yelling something as they come down the street. And as they get closer, you can hear them being like, get inside, take cover. Everybody get inside, take cover. Vion, as they get close enough, you can instantly recognize one of them as the sheriff, your sheriff, Virgil Wheeler, uh, played by Winston Duke. Um, he is riding out ahead of another man uh, who is played by Victor Garber. Um, and uh, they, yeah, they're just calling to everybody that they can see, get inside, take cover, get inside. Um, and as they get close to you, uh, Virgil Wheeler slows down and stops his horse and he looks at the three of you and he's like, uh, you three better find cover somewhere. Sheriff, it's me. Uh, and he kind of just looks you over and he's like, well, that's great. Uh, but, uh, you should still find cover somewhere, you. And, uh, he's like, why don't you come with me? Um, this way. And uh, he rides ahead of you a little bit slower now so you can follow. And he rides just up the street and to the left. And he uh, pulls his horse right in front of a saloon and he dismounts. And then he looks back to you and he's like, come on, you folks better get in here. The dust storm to end all dust storms is coming this way and it's coming fast. Yeah, okay. Uh, or inside. Yeah, and uh, as you're coming off the street, you, you do start to feel the wind picking up a little bit. Um, and you, you head into the saloon, and it's one of those saloons. It's got those, like, swinging cafe doors, you know, you always see in cowboy movies. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you enter, wait, you see wait, a bar. Wait. Yeah? I was like, Benny goes, we didn't take the tornado with us, did we? That's not something that can happen. <laughs> oh, no. Right? <laughs> I don't know how any of this works. Uh, 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 real quick, Sheriff, was, are you saying a, a, a dust storm? Um like a boob, or are you talking about like a a tornado? Dust storm. Okay, great. Not a tornado. Don't get a lot of tornadoes out here in the desert. Um, All right, fair. And he leads you in. Vion, you see a bar, some tables, some chairs scattered about, and you immediately know you have been here before. Oh, Only no. when you visited, it was like a broken down old ruin. Yes. This is the saloon where right after your resurrection, 150 years from now, you first got your sheriff's star from the mysterious entity who appeared to you as Sheriff Virgil Wheeler, um, the entity that you called the sheriff. Um, and uh, as he takes you in sin Inside, you can start to hear the wind howling like you have never heard as it blows through all the cracks in these wooden buildings. Um, you hear every board in the place creaking and bending. And outside, the dust kicks up and you can start to see just, you know, tumbleweeds shoot down the streets. The air outside starts filling with dirt. And Virgil Wheeler's kind of looks outside and he's like, damn, <sighs> looks like it's going to be a big one. And as he says that, from somewhere outside, there is a scream. Only 
this time it is not the wind. And the sheriff runs towards the door. He's like, God damn it, somebody's out there. And uh, the man the sheriff was riding with, he's like, you can't go out there, Virgil. It's too dangerous. And Virgil says, well, I can't rightly let one of our citizens die in a dust storm. I'm never going to win re-election that way. Wait, oh, we can't, we can probably help, right? Yeah, we, yeah, don't worry about, we. I would uh, like to move out the door. Yeah, we're going to go. <laughs> you, you head out also? Yeah, all three of us, yeah. Okay, so he kind of like, could just walk through the storm, probably like just. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, once I'm out of view of the sheriff, well, outside is like a totally different world now. The dust is blowing around in the air. It's so thick you can barely see two feet in front of you. Um, I okay, great. I'm I'm gonna cast. Uh, um, let me see what the exact spell is here. If I'm but like. Essentially, like weather control, like elemental control. Elemental control. Oh, yeah. Wind. Thank you. That, that's it. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know why I have books when I'm friends with Sam. Honestly, <laughs> the whole thing—it's just that that's the one right next to energy control. So I saw it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Yeah, element control. Um, and I'm gonna control the air. All right, you can move and influence that element like telekinesis at your power level. So what are you using, big magic or little magic? I'm using big magic for this one, so we can still okay. look good. Give me an element control roll. Great. This is eight plus roll to turn on. Uh, it's a 10 to turn it on. Okay, that will work. Um, and I'll cast this at level five, even though my magic is level seven, my big magic. Make right. it a now little bit easier on itself. This works like telekinesis, I believe. So the idea is uh, you use your willpower as your telekinetic coordination. Oh. So is five anyway. <laughs> Look at me making a big sacrifice following the rules. Okay. This is five plus roll. Okay, eight. Eight. Um, okay. It takes a, a lot of concentration. You draw your rune. You, yeah, you never establish really your this. powers of air yeah. control. And it's like you're you are kind of able to move the wind around and control the storm, but this storm is so big and kind of so wild and, and spreads throughout the whole town that it's like the best you can kind of do is kind of like push it out of your way a little bit so you can kind of move around. Um, is the wind seeing... like going in one direction like through the town or is it just like completely... I don't know how dust storms work. Like, is it completely just like whipping up in all directions? Like, the the wind seems to be blowing. Uh, I tell you what, Benny, give me an intellect roll. Oh God! <laughs> I just, what side of my face is it hitting? All of them or just the one? Okay, hold on. Uh, I always ask for it. Okay, okay, that's not bad. That's almost max. That's eight. <laughs> the wind is blowing from south to north, but as it passes through the town, you know, and with the buildings and the streets and stuff, it kind of swirls around in a little bit in the streets and up, up the alleys between the buildings and stuff like that. So it's like mostly it is just being channeled from south to north, but there is a little bit of wildness to it. So the in the town itself, the dust kind of just blows around um, and it's thick. Uh, is it, would it be a terrible idea to turn into lava? Because then I can walk us through this probably. I mean, no one would see you right now. I guess that's fair. I'm going to lava up. I'm going to do uh, one aura 
where am I at now? A, a, the lava? rest of it, yes, a lava. Um, and I want to use stretch to walk in front of my friends and stretch, just like make myself like a like a like a just a wi- wide and thin, La- so that lava I can stretch. umbrella. Or? Yes, yeah, so I can walk yeah. in front of them and like be tall and wide, but I don't necessarily need to be. Like a piece of plywood. That's that's there you go. That's the like, okay. <laughs> you can do that. That is within your bounds. I'm not gonna. That's not a stretch roll. I think you, you need to roll for. Um, so yeah, you do this, and immediately Virgil Wheeler like kind of like pulls his hat <laughs> oh, out. No. And he's sort of just like, <laughs> well, oh, there is something you do not see every day. Yeah, that's a really good point, Sheriff. I'm gonna drop my element control, and I'm gonna cast invisibility on Benny really quickly. Question: <laughs> <laughs> Does the illusion not cover her? Oh, it does. Oh, do it I see? I thought the illusion was like the magic. illusion of clothes, right? Yeah, because it's on burst. So if I change anything for Benny's illusion, it changes for all of us. But you're not changing what she looks like. She looks like Benny in clothes. Uh, I was just casting it clothes. Okay. So not it's bad. just a floating. I don't know what outfit you had because uh, you had like a like a very like tombstone jacket, right, uh, Sam? Probably. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and I think I had like I a very like Sydney Potier like uh, like uh, dandy sort of like gambler like blue buttoned up rich outfit. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Benny, what were you wearing? Just so we know what's floating in front of your lava oh, wall. <laughs> um, uh, something like a if you're gonna be a little like like little teen boy like. Farmhand looking like out on like ranch ranch teen. That's a little lad, <laughs> little lad, little ranch little chap, little yeah. Lad. Yeah. ranch teen, little ranch teen. Yeah, that's what I want. Um. Okay. So <laughs> you have that outfit on, but you are very spread wide as a giant lava umbrella person. Yeah, it looks um, like a computer. It looks like a video game glitch. You know, where you're just yeah. like, oh, well, they did not format that correctly. Those are clipping through. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and Benny, you start walking through the storm and uh, Virgil and Kadrax and Vion uh, follow right on, you know, right behind you um, as Vion sort of uses his magic to try and keep the, the wind from swirling around the back and stuff. Um, and uh, you hear another scream uh, at someone's like, you know, it sounds like a woman's like, you know, it's like, help, help. Um and uh, it's coming from somewhere on the street. May uh, I localize it? Cadrax, give me a complex task roll. All right. Let's see. Which of you is not going to betray me? One of you is going to betray me tonight. Is it me? <laughs> Actually, it is. You have no sense of comedic timing. <laughs> um, let's see. That's uh, 13. No, 14. That will do very nicely. Yeah, you detect um, this coming from just to the north of you. Uh, let's say actually from the northwest. Um, you point to, to Benny, signaling which way to go, and uh, the four of you walk towards uh, um, that direction. 
And on the side of the street, um, you see a woman and her young son uh, hiding behind a horse watering trough. And uh, they're just kind of like ducked down behind it, kind of holding on for dear life as the wind blows. Um, and uh, Vir Virgil is just like, come on, come with us, come with us. And he kind of picks her up and, and pulls her behind Benny. Um, Uh-oh. Back. Um, not that we were ever really gone since apparently uh, our closed caption was still going up there. But um, uh, <laughs> now Omar is laughing his ass off. Um, welcome back. Thank you for bearing with us. Um <laughs> So when when we when we left off before Vion uh, disappeared, um, uh, you had just uh, saved a person from the middle of the dust storm, um, and uh, you brought her behind Benny's lava umbrella, um, and her young son um, uh, behind the shelter of Benny's lava umbrella, and uh, you start heading back. Virgil's like this way, and you, you start heading back uh, towards the saloon. Um, Benny, um, as you are walking, yes. uh, you think you see about 15 feet away from you. It's a little tough to see with the dust storm. Um, a person on a horse. Uh, hello? Do you need help? And uh, you, you call into the wind, right? Hello, do you need help? And, uh, the horse kind of turns to you and, and slowly starts taking steps towards you. And, and as it gets closer, you, you can see, and I'll say at this point, as it gets closer, the rest of you notice it too. Uh, the horse is a horse, uh, of course. Um, but uh, the rider is a skeleton cowboy wearing decayed shreds of clothes in like a torn up derby. And his head kind of slowly turns towards you and he looks at you for a moment, but then he spurs the horse and just rides past you towards the south. Is that normal? I say, or I guess I turned, I'd probably have to yell over the wind to the sheriff. Is that normal? Uh, and, and, and Virgil just pushes on, uh, pushing, pushing, you know, uh, he's like, he's like inside, inside. I'll move off to the side to protect the wind from so everyone gets in the door and then I'll de-lava and go in afterwards. And, uh, yeah, you, you all get inside. Um, and Virg was like, no, I, I have not seen much like that, but, uh, frankly, I have my suspicions. What do you, uh, what do you mean, Sheriff? Well, first, let's start out with the small things. Um, you seem to know who I am. Uh, who are the three of you exactly? Right. Uh, yeah, about that. Uh, um, I'm I'm a, a a writer from San Francisco. Uh, my name you is you. One Leo. of them new homesteaders we're waiting for. Nope. Just kind of passing through honestly didn't quite expect to get dropped in today the way we did uh so no uh not one of the new homesteaders sheriff uh, you really don't know who i am should i i would say so but i've also been told that i have kind of a big ego when it comes to stuff like that so maybe not yet but we uh well let's start you got a name 
Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, beyond vigor. Beyond vigor. Yeah. Uh, points to you, Benny. What about you? You got a name? Uh, Benny Beckett. Hi, nice to meet you. Benny town Beckett. Is nice. Well, it has its up points, I suppose. Uh, what about you there? You got a name? Yes, I'm Dr. Caden D'Alto. I'm a surgeon. Huh. Nice to meet you, Doc. Well, looks like we're going to be here a while. Anybody want a drink? Uh, if you have any cowboy coffee laying around, I wouldn't say no to that. Coffee? Ain't the general store. I think they got water, they got beer, or they got whiskey. Uh, three waters, please. And uh, yeah, um, the saloon keep um, uh, brings you three waters. And um, you sit down at one of the tables, and uh, Virgil looks at you and he says, Well, I suspect a cattle rustler named Eli Moran did this. Uh, he's the dust abandoned. Storm? Yes, sir, the dust storm. But Eli, he's kind of the king of thieves around these parts. Uh, every two-bit criminal for a 50-mile radius answers to him in one way or another. Uh, but lately, he's been uh, playing with black magic. He's good at it, too. Evil men always are. And Eli, he's a, he's a, one of those ex-Confederate types, so he's about as evil as they come. Yesterday, I arrested his son, Jesse Moran. Damn fool was robbing the bank and doing a terrible job of it. I reckon his daddy ain't too happy about him sitting in my lockup right now. I got a feeling this is a message. And the man who had no flesh or soft tissue and was riding on the horse? I've heard, I've heard stories of Eli conjuring strange monsters before. I ain't that never is a skeleton, sir. Seemed pretty monstrous to me. You know you have one inside you, yes? Yeah, the key is inside me. When they walk around on their own and ride horses, uh, now we're in a different milieu. Okay, so, um, Sheriff, you're saying that uh, this man is probably cooking up some bad magic to uh, get his son out of prison, is that right? That would be my guess. Okay. Okay. Just what I need to worry about right now with all those new homesteaders arriving any day. Dust storms, skeleton cowboys. I'm sorry, Sheriff. What? What? Uh, when you're talking about new homesteaders, uh, folks coming here specifically this town? Yeah. Coming from out east, I hear. Uh, real quick, Rick. When I blasted through this ghost town. Was it mostly just this main street, or were there also, like, remains of? 
Well, mostly, well, yes, what you saw was mostly just this main street, but by 150 years later, a lot of it is sort of covered in sand and, you know, it's like, remember that, that pole that you crashed into that killed you, uh, you crashed into because it was buried under the sand. Um, so whether or not there were other structures further out, you may or may not have gathered. I was sort of distracted and then went to Vegas after, yeah. Um, okay, um, great. Uh, well, Sheriff, uh, not exactly sure particularly how we came into town today, but we came here today at this exact moment for, I think, a very particular reason. Um, possibly to, possibly to help you on this mission. Help me. uh, Yeah, well, we're not particularly unfamiliar with uh, magic itself. Isn't that right, Benny? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, well, you saw what you saw, Sheriff. <laughs> I suppose I did. And that was magic, was that? Uh, d- uh, d- d- I mean, I've never thought of it like that, but I guess it's this kind of the same thing. Our team's not really about labels. Um, but we are adept at these types of conflicts i would like to fight the thief king there you go we're also really good at that too and he kind of sits back and he like pushes his hat back on his head well I suppose since i lost my last deputy i could use the help and beyond he he notes uh your pendant it's like that uh that's some kind of lawman star Uh, it's funny that you ask. It's more of a, um, it's actually more of a compass, if anything. Um, it's, it's not a symbol of, uh, authority, just, uh, someone trying to do some right in the world, I guess. Looking at what was done before and, uh, seeing if I could do something a little bit different. Hmm. All right. Well, as long as you all know what you're getting into. Uh, yeah not exactly unfamiliar territory for us right doc well this is the other coast beyond that is entirely unfamiliar territory to me oh okay that's that's a good point uh the docks from the east coast where the homesteaders are apparently coming from so uh where out east the other coast well, i do believe it is a mighty big coast Yes, that is correct. You're tight-lipped. I admire that. Strong, silent type, eh? And, uh... For the podcast folks, Sam just shook their head. (laughs) Silently. And strongly. And the wind outside begins to die down. Um, And Virgil sort of watches it, and he's like, it'll be dark soon. I don't know if there's anything we're going to be able to do tonight, but maybe first thing in the morning, we can figure out what our approach to this problem is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheriff, our, our clothes got a little dusty, uh, although they might not seem it right now at the time. They might seem completely untouched because uh, I would have to recast them. Uh, is there maybe an outfitter or something that we could possibly... Uh, 
visit? Yeah, why why don't y'all come with me? And uh, he leads you outside, and the dust storm has greatly died down right now. People are starting to come out of their buildings and look around and kind of take stock of what's going on. Um, And he leads you across the street uh, to the general store um, and inside uh, where um, that gentleman that he was riding with before, the guy played by Victor Garber, uh, is uh, standing uh, behind the counters, the storekeep. And Virgil walks in and he says, hey, Abner, these people need to uh, try on some clothes. And Abner's like, well, I do love a customer. And... uh, all right, and now, yeah, we get like a try-on montage. Uh, you know, one of those things where you're all like, you know, different kind of cowboy looks, trying on different hats and stuff like that. You test out like vests and jean jackets and boots and hats and all that stuff. Like 80% of my time in Red Dead Redemption too. I'm just cycling through the outfit option. <laughs> 100%. This is, this is that sequence, yes. Um, so real quick, I'm going to ask y'all, um, starting with... Cadrax there. Um, what do you think you settle on? What do you, what, what do you think your cowboy outfit looks like, Cadrax? Oh no, I haven't gone through all of my RDR2 options. <laughs> well, um, I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. Right, so I don't think, I think Cadrax approximates the closest to each element of their outfit, but not in the, si- not in white, in, in cowboy so they try to translate um as they did in in the illusion but to a different uh duster maybe not a leather duster maybe like a a wool like a blue wool or something um they have boots that are probably not horse boots um and uh can i just have like a nice brocade vest because they're cool. Vests are cool. I like, I like, I like vests. Absolutely. What, what kind you. of hat do you think you have? White hat, black hat, cowboy oh, hat, bowler. I, I need a hat. Oh no! It's, it's cowboy stuff. Okay. Um. What kind of hat do I need? Either of you can answer. What kind of hat do I need? They're now upset at that it's Kate. Uh. Um, uh, uh, Doc, like one to just block the sun from your eyes. Well, gosh, now I just have the widest brimmed possible because I <laughs> this was the assignment. So yeah, you don't want a big wide brim. Yep. Oh, maybe like like a sombrero or something. Like you know, one of those. If they um, have, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cadrax and a sombrero. This is what I look for. Um, uh, Benny, what do you think you pick? Um, I don't think Benny's ever worn a dress in her life, and I don't think she's going to start now. <laughs> um, so I think she's going to find one of maybe like um, those, uh, like more like a women's blouse where they have kind of like the slightly puffed at the shoulder, but like the tiny, tiny buttons, and like long sleeved, like off white shirt, but then like high waisted, like higher waisted men's pants with like the high boots, um, probably belt. Uh, Maybe also a vest, but not in a buttoned-up way. Just like too a little too big. Um, and then uh, probably just like a round, like a round hat. I don't know, like probably a, not cowboy. A bowler or something like. Not like a bowler. Like I don't know what those are called. It's not not like a su- like wide like a sun hat, but they're the top oh, is flat. I don't know what those are called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know what it's called, but you know. 
I can picture just like a wide, just like a yeah, a dark wide brim, round like flat top hat, but not like a cowboy hat. Dion, um, I feel like I could probably could apply it. I I go up to the store owner and I I say, uh, listen, I in terms of cash, I'm not exactly sure how this situation is going to play out, but I'll tell you what, if you can make me a very custom order very quickly. I will give you some information uh, of investments. Real quick, I just want to check. How do you feel about like, um, this is a good litmus test. How do you feel about foreigners? <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I, I do approve of absolutely anybody who is a paying customer. <laughs> That's it. Not, not racist and <laughs> equal opportunity. Fantastic. I will 100%. I'm going to give you three huge economic tips in the history of California of things to invest in, and you are going to make an absolute steal out of this. If you can uh, um, go ahead and place this order, and I start sketching out like a design, and I slide it to him. And a little bit later, I would like to say, um, I walk out. It's all, it's interesting because I wanted to have references to everybody, I guess. I'm just making this up on the spot. So this makes no sense and it's terrible, but it's just what it is. But all, it's all white and it's similar to sort of what I described earlier as like that sort of like casino worker gambler outfit where it's like a press shirt, um, pants, boots, uh, with a vest, um, no jacket over that. And, uh, but the thing is, Cadrex and I share a ghost white palette to begin with a little bit. So it's the suit itself is the color of Cadrex's lab um or like hospital outfit uh hospital coat um the vest itself has a red thread that forms flames um on the vest itself and then just in one of the pockets is a flower um abner is yeah he, he he's just an incredible tailor you, you've got to be uh to be you know the only guy in your town uh, out in the wild west so um he, he's able to put this together for you in record time um and uh yeah you you get that uh hat what do you think what kind of hat white cowboy hat of course you're white hat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously um and uh yeah y'all are outfitted in your cowboy gear and as you uh as you're taking virgil's you know kind of taking you out he's like, he's like charge that to the sheriff's department abner um and uh <laughs> as you are coming out uh it is just about night And Virgil takes you back to the saloon. Well, supposing y'all want something to eat. And uh, you head into the saloon. Now, it's kind of loose in there. It's like there are a bunch of people. There's a small band playing with like a piano and a fiddle and an acoustic guitar. Uh, saloon keeper, you know, is doling out drinks. Uh, and uh, as you come in, the saloon keeper kind of runs over and he's like, Oh, Virgil! Glad to see you. He's like, check this out. And he walk, runs over to a corner and he's like, I got me this newfangled camera equipment. Kind of wanted to be taking your picture. Um, well, the problem is I'm not exactly sure how to use this thing. Uh, got the plate coated and loaded, but uh, I'm not sure how to compose this type of thing. Benny's uh, eyes are the size of saucers. <laughs> and he sort so of turns around like, to the room. He's like, anybody know how to take them <sighs> pictures? Yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah. You have experience with these. I do. I've not seen one in this condition before, but yeah, I, I've studied c cameras. Yeah. 
She is I'm, I'm, the best look, photographer this side of the Columbia River. In fact, uh, she's going to put Moira to shame. You know, I don't actually hold up. I don't think he might have not done anything yet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I don't know who that I don't know who that fella is, but that that's good enough for me. Um, we would I would love to get a picture of our local sheriff here. Um, and uh, here, and he kind of like pushes Virgil towards the front of the camera, and Virgil's like, "I don't like this." And uh, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. We can do it. You can. You don't even have to. You don't even look at the camera. You don't even have to smile. You can just pretend we're not even here. Just you know, just sit still. Just sit still. Yeah, that's all. And he kind of gives a frustrated sigh, and he's like, "All right, let's get this over with." All right, chin up, shoulders back. Take a deep breath, let it out, and think of something you're proud of. And then she's gonna take the picture. <laughs> yeah, you take that shot, and uh, as soon as Benny, you know, like the, you know, the flashbulb kind of erupts, and um, uh, Vion, you realize that this is that tintype of Virgil Wheeler you saw hanging on the wall in Graveglen when you yeah. were here 150 years from now, um, and. Uh, Virgil gets up and he just looks at the saloon keeper. He's like, you're lucky I owe you one. And he's like, they can be for my collection. It's going to be great. Going to put it right there on the wall in a place to honor. I think that'll uh, stick around for a good amount of time. Also, like, uh, yeah. sorry, what year again was it, Rick? Right now? 1871. 1871? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so next year, Moybridge. For one year off. Honestly. They- Maybe somehow this gets back to him and he decides to become a photographer because he heard somebody referring to his great work. I don't know. You might have just changed it. <laughs> the origin of um, American cinema was the Bay Area. Everybody look it up. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. As uh, was flight. Sorry. Go ahead. Look it up. <laughs> wow. You're still plugging Glider Montgomery. Huh? <laughs> um, he literally right. just got himself wind powers. Yeah. <laughs> so... The saloon keeper sits you down, and uh, he he starts bringing y'all some water and some food. Um, and uh, the band is playing, and y'all are eating, and, and and Virgil's telling you a little bit about the town. And uh, while you're while while you're eating, um, two guys in the band, uh, the piano player and the fiddle player, they kind of start shouting at each other. One of them's like, "You said you'd pay for the beer," and the other one's like, "Oh, you said you'd pay for the beer. You pay, you pay." They kind of start shoving each other a little bit and that shoving goes back and forth and it it starts getting a little rougher and the piano player punches the fiddle player and his fiddle goes flying through the air and kind of lands on the floor right at your feet, Cadrax. What kind of condition is the poor fiddle in after this? I cast um, telekinesis as it was flying through the air to soften the blow. It wasn't like so fast that I could stop it midair, but like I would like to say that I, I did my best. I was thinking about the yeah. dive catch, so yeah, <laughs> like the fly dive catch. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Sure, yeah, it, it, it hits the ground, but it's it, it's kind of soft and it just you know it's just sitting there. Where did the bow go? Uh, you can't quite see that right now because the piano player and the fiddle player are just like beating the crap out of each other over by uh, the, the corner where the band plays. I should stop that. 
Uh, I'll go take care of that. Don't worry. You find the bow. I'll head over and I will cast emotional control just to calm them down a little bit. Not to manipulate <laughs> anybody, just to bring down the testosterone in the room just a little manipulate bit. Manipulate anybody, just to alter them from the way that they would <laughs> by themselves be. Uh, Vian, give me a, a roll to turn on emotional control. Okay, this is eight plus magic roll. or little magic? This is a little magic. I don't need to spend that much. <laughs> and I'll, I'll burst it. Uh, 11 to turn it on. 11? Okay, that'll yeah. work. Um, right. emotional control, make sure, does that need a roll in itself? Uh, you, uh um, it's, uh, target visual awareness. awareness. All right, but you're bursting it, right? Yeah. So you roll on your power level and I'm going to roll for everybody who's within burst radius. Oh no. All right. Little magic. This is roll plus three. Oh my God. And it's pumpkin. If there was no better time for this right now. Uh, that's nine. Best I can so do. So not only did the piano player and the fiddle player start to chill out, um, but like everybody within like kind of a 10 foot radius of the stage where they're playing from starts to kind of relax a little bit. And like the piano player and the fiddle player are like, I'm sorry about that, man. I don't know what happened. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, you know, sometimes I just think, you know, it's, I, I can't really control uh, my anger. And it's, I've been working on that. I'm a little ashamed of my temper. And they sort of sit down and, and, and have, you know, a, a very kind of intimate psychiatric conversation. Um, and uh, you do notice uh, that the bow is kind of lying on the stage now. I'll pick it up and I'll move over to the men who are having conversation on their feelings and offer it toward the fiddleman. You were using this as a projectile? Uh, and the fiddle players, uh, wow, that is mighty nice of you. Uh, man, uh, it's been a very strange night, but uh, I don't know. I'm feeling very nice right now. Do you play? Not yet. But I would like to. Huh. Now, well, he's like, first thing you need to know, and he, and he takes the fiddle and kind of like, uh, puts it like at his side and he's like, them classical players play it up here by the chin, but I play it down here. And he kind of puts it down and he's like, you want to want to rake the strings just like pull. You can feel the vibrations as you pull the bow over the string and uh, you're going to want to develop them calluses there on your fingers. Uh, and, and, and he kind of pulls it over and, and he starts to play like, you know, you know, like a Stephen Foster thing or something. I don't know, you know, 1870s. <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of a little bit of bluegrassy something. Um, and he's like, yeah, why don't you give it a shot? I will take the bow. I will take the fiddle. I will almost put it to my chin like, uh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Sam is fine. Um, I will do it as instructed. And put my fingers over it. Put the bow up uh, uh, over the string. And I am going to cheat it and I'm going to use my voice. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with your voice? You're going to like try and make it sound well, like a my voice can cause vibrations. Oh, so so you're I actually can vibrate gonna play the it with strings at any arbitrary pitch. Because Give me a complex I task roll. I don't know how to feel. With, a, with bowing and fingering and stuff. Oh, hey, cool. 15. 
15. Um, yeah, and, and, and you kind of, you know, fake doing it with the bow as you unleash your voice and play. What do you think you played? Exactly what he just played. Yeah, Oof. you, you, you powered it right back I, to I, him. I, and yep. It's like, oh, you are a fast learner, ain't you? An excellent teacher. That is mighty kind of you. Mighty kind. Uh, you have yourself a pleasant evening there. And, uh, you know, don't, don't give up. You, I think you got a talent for this. Thank you. And he takes the fiddle back. And, uh, you know, you finish your dinner and uh, you head out of the saloon. And Virgil's like, all right, let's see if I can find y'all a place to sleep. Um, we got some uh, empty beds in the jail. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's option number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, he, he walks you over to the sheriff's office um, and uh, takes Do you want to talk door. to the guy? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Well, he will be at hand if we stay in the jail. Yeah, you, you walk in and, uh, you, you, you know, as you walk in, in the back row, you can see like a row, uh, in the back of the sheriff's office, you can see a row of like four kind of small jail cells. And in them, there is, uh, in one of them, three of them are empty. Uh, the fourth one, there's a guy, he's played by Michael Shannon. Um, and uh, he, as soon as you walk in, he's like, hey, Virgil, you know my dad's going to be coming for me. He's going to punish you in this whole damn town and there's nothing you can do to stop him. And Virgil's just like, yeah, huh? He's like, don't you mind Jesse there. He ain't getting out of that cell, so... All he can do is talk a lot. And he walks, Virgil walks over to one of the other cells and he opens up the door and he's like, his beds are actually more comfortable than they look. Uh, you each welcome to one of them. Thank you for your generosity. Yeah, thanks, Sheriff. Anytime. And then he turns and he walks to the desk that's in the front of the room and he sits down on the desk and he puts his feet up on the desk and he pulls his hat down over his head and in like 10 seconds, you hear like. Well, I've heard about people who can fall asleep in like a minute or less, but I did not think that was real. So <laughs> it's called narcolepsy and it's a serious condition. That's true. I turn around and look at the guy. <laughs> yeah. I also turn and look at the guy. Simultaneously, the crew. <laughs> like, uh, what have we here? Three strangers. Uh, One stranger. She gestures at him. <laughs> I tell you what, you go uh, steal Virgil's keys and let me on out of here, and my daddy will give you a big reward. Oh, really? What kind of reward are we talking? Bigger than this hat? What kind of reward do you want? Well, word around uh, town is that your uh, dad is a pretty capable individual. That is why he runs this place. I thought the sheriff runs the place. <laughs> Virgil likes to think that about himself, but my daddy runs this whole territory. Then why are you really? here? I won't be here for long. I'm just here because Virgil don't know what's good for him. Wait, how if, you been, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Benny. 
Also, and if and if nobody comes for you, do you just hang out then? They be coming for me. I am not worried at all. Do I seem worried to you? A little bit. Yes. Uh, remind me again what got you uh, locked up behind bars? I was making a withdrawal from the bank. And uh-huh. suddenly the law came shooting at me and my friends. Uh, when you say withdrawal, do you mean like you went in, you had a withdrawal slip, you were pulling out from your exact account, or do you mean sort of a general withdrawal? Uh, I was just taking what was in the bank, which I believe I am entitled to. Got it. Wow. I would hate to be your lawyer. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Makes sense that uh, your dad would be coming. He runs the entire territory? I don't know nobody who's going to stand up to him. What exactly line of business is he in? Oh, little of this, little of that. Uh, one of you those. know how it is. Yeah, sometimes a little bit of this is uh, some unsavory business, if you know what I mean. So it's a tough line. Uh, he's going to be here, and he's going to save me, and I'm either going to tell him that the three of you helped me out, or I'm going to tell him that three of you didn't help me out. What, which way you want it to be? I turned to Vianna and Kedrick's I'm like, a compelling, compelling point he makes. Uh, yeah, that's a very compelling point that he makes. I mean, either way, it's kind of embarrassing for a man who runs the entire territory for his son to have gotten locked up and not be able to get out on his own. That's, has <laughs> he I mean, I had tough parents, but, yeah. you know. Has he broken you, you up before? Is this like a thing? He's, he's come to get you from jail before? Oh, yeah. He breaks me out every time I wind up in jail. Wow, must be nice Ooh. getting uh, eaten right out of daddy's hand like that. How many times uh, before he uh, is sick of that, huh? If he's like this big crime guy, you getting caught probably doesn't reflect very well on him. What is your point? I mean, what? I, just what if he's not coming is all I'm saying. Oh, he's coming. But when if he's he not. arrives, you ain't gonna want to be here. Could you remind me, Rick, what the book said about Sheriff Wheeler and his demise. Sheriff Wheeler. Um, The book that I took to the lake house. Yes. Give me one moment. Uh, The book that you took to the lake house. The book that you took to the lake house, which I have access to. Said. I'm going to read this real fast. You ready? Yep. I'm listening. Virgil Wheeler was born in 1838 in Tennessee. His parents, Bass and Minnie, were enslaved by a powerful judge named Harrison Wheeler. Uh, when the Civil War broke out, Harrison's son, Blake, went to fight for the South and it took, and took Virgil with him. When Blake Wheeler was killed in battle, Virgil escaped. For the next few years, he lived among various indigenous tribes. It was during this period he learned to read and shoot and fight. And in 1865, the 13th Amendment emancipated the enslaved population. After that, Virgil found work as a bounty hunter and quickly developed a reputation for being among the toughest and most effective men in his profession. In 1868, he chased a particularly dangerous fugitive using the name Nathan Maines to the California town of Graveglen, only to discover that the town sheriff, Gavin Boyle, was Maines' father. 
Boyle and Maine set an ambush for Wheeler, but he outfought them. Maine's was captured and Boyle was killed in the shootout. The citizens of Grave Glen were extremely grateful and apparently Sheriff Boyle, uh, because apparently Sheriff Boyle had used his power to act as something of a town dictator. The people expressed their gratitude by offering Virgil the position of sheriff. Virgil Wheeler served as sheriff of Grave Glen until at least September of 1871, after which no more is recorded of him. Oh, that's right. That's why I didn't remember anything, because nothing was recorded. Okay. Uh, I turned to our friend in the cell. What uh, what month is it, by the way? What month is it? Yeah, just remind me real quick. September. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow, you got somewhere you got to be? Yeah, here, apparently. Uh, okay. Interesting. You wouldn't uh, happen to possibly consider the idea of us breaking you out and then you sort of just uh, being good, if that makes sense, kind of straying away from your father's this and that business, which sounds, uh, like I said earlier, unsavory. <laughs> I'm always good. <laughs> that sounds like a blatant lie, the way you said it, the way you laughed. Didn't sound like that was a truthful statement at all. <sighs> then I guess we just wait for daddy. Okay, great. And while you sit down to wait for daddy, um, I think this is a good place to take a break. Um, uh, it looks like we are just shy of $500. Holy Thank you smoke. so much, everybody. Um, that, that is fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for, 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 for helping out for the worthy cause. Every penny tonight goes to Equality Texas. Um, and uh, uh, we, we could not be more grateful uh, for your generosity. Um, we will be back here in 10 minutes. Thank you. Hello, and we are back. Um, uh, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for for contributing to the cause. Everything donated tonight goes to Quality Texas. Um, and uh, when last I saw, we were just uh, just under five hundred dollars. Um, so thank you so much. Um, when we left off, uh, our team was in jail. Uh, they, they weren't in jail. They were sleeping at the jailhouse at the sheriff's office um, and, and having a conversation with Jesse Moran. And uh, when we come back now, it, it is just turning day. Sun is rising. Birds are chirping. Uh, the morning comes. And um, as light cracks over that yonder window, um, a, a young boy uh, runs into the sheriff's office and he hands Virgil a note as you all watch. Virgil reads it and then he immediately gets up, checks his six gun to see if it's loaded, grabs a rifle, a box of shells that he puts in a bag. And he looks at you and he's like, it's from Eli Moran. He's got those homesteaders and he's holding them out, out in his desert, at, out in the desert at his camp. I reckon he's trying to lure me away from the town so he can send those uh, skeleton monsters here to free Jesse and do God knows what else. But he don't know that I've got you. He don't, indeed. All right. Eli's got a camp out in Tail Canyon. Vion, you and me, we're going to head out there and save those homesteaders. All right, sure. You there. Doc, Benny... 
I'd be much obliged if you would stay here and defend the town while we are gone. That's what we're good at. And he reaches into a drawer and he pulls out these two deputy badges and he flips one to Benny and one to Kadrax. You may act under the color of my authority, uh, but... No. It is more important to me that the townspeople do not get hurt than it is that Jesse does not escape. That being said, if you can prevent this mangy dog from getting out of here, I would be much obliged for that as well. Is it requisite that he remain in? It is ideal. Noted. Thank you. But if you've got to give him up to save the town, give him up to save the town. Protecting the people come first. And he looks at you, Vion, and he says, can you ride a horse? Yeah, I'm from Evergreen. Sorry, that doesn't mean anything to you right now. Yeah, I can. I, I am not familiar with Evergreen. Uh, but, uh, good. Beyond, he takes you outside and, uh, walks down the street, comes back with a horse for you. Um, I will say, I'm just going to base this off of my real life experiences. Riding a horse, pretty good. Getting on the horse, a little bit of a challenge. So that will take a second. So yeah, this is one of those like right, you step on and you can't quite get your leg over, and then you slide over, you know, the side and keep trying to do it, and he's just sort of watching and he's just like, You you said you you learned to ride a horse, right? I don't know. Is this how they do it in Evergreen? Yeah, this is the style. Uh it kind of just warms you up a little bit, Sheriff. Warms you up. Okay. And he just kind of like steps right up and gets like right on his horse, like easy peasy, you know. Oh, yeah. You're going to be um, cold. You don't want to do it that way. And finally, I make my way onto the horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, like, all right. Time to do this. And uh, he, you know, spurs the horse and gallops south. And, uh, and you follow him. Be careful. I turn be back successful. to him. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be totally fine. And I almost like slip off and pull myself back up. Be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll be great. And, and you hear him doing that off into the distance. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm fine. Very convincing. Hat flies off. It's going to stop to pick it back up while you watch and get back on the horse again. And it's all awkward. Yeah. It's like um, how our streaks are Yeah. Oh, yes. No. Well. <laughs> Not that graceful, but, um, yeah. And, uh, they disappear and you hear Jesse Moran, uh, from, uh, the jail in the back. Uh, and he's just like, ah, oh, you ain't even got Virgil. Ah, oh, I got a feeling y'all are going to be in trouble. Ain't too late to let me out of here if you want to live. Oh, Cadrex, I think he's underestimating us. In what respect? In respect for our compassion because i think if anything he's significantly overestimating me and my propensity to take care of problems efficiently you make a good point you are simultaneously under and overestimating us sir that is confusing 
And he sits down and he's like, yeah, say I didn't warn you. He kind of gives you this like kind of nasty, toothy smile. Don't say <sighs> we didn't. Miller is a dentist down the street. Well, maybe I'll kill him later. Content. <clears throat> Thank you. Vion, you and Virgil ride south for a few hours. Uh, and eventually you come to stop at a small spring where you get off and let the horses drink. Um, and Virgil's... Alright, I'm going to take a quick rest. Horses here uh, don't wear out on us. Okay. He uh, sits down on a rock and kind of starts cleaning out his gun. He's like, tell me about yourself, Vion. Very complicated ask right there, Sheriff. Uh, how much you want to know? Oh, uh, it's the important part. Okay. Uh, I'm a writer. And, uh... And Beyond looks around, just, like, wondering, like, how much to share? <laughs> I am getting the sense that there is more than that. Yeah. You know, if I'm being quite honest. If I'm being quite honest, Sheriff, I'm 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 kind of figuring that out myself as time goes on. Um uh, I don't know, I keep I keep getting the sensation that I've sussed it out, like I got it, and uh and then um something comes along and kind of sets me back off the track a little bit, if that makes sense. And uh, I had someone that I thought I could kind of pester about that stuff after a pretty big change in my life, but uh, hadn't seen him in a while until recently. And uh, I don't know if that necessarily means that I'm going to get the answers to the questions I have, and maybe that's part of it, but let me tell you, that is aggravating as hell. What are the questions you have? It would take a lot of explaining, I guess. And I kind of... Like, we're at a water hole. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I just, like, skip a rock or something. And uh, even aside from, air, like, the occasional airplane, maybe, like, a, this part, this area is very familiar because, like, if you drive out to, like, outside of Death Valley and stuff like that, it there's, like, neighborhoods and stuff like that, but you can get to a spot where you hear nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, the nearest highway is, like, so far away. So, oddly enough, this doesn't seem like out of time. Um, so, I'm kind of comfortable about that. It was a pretty rough couple months, uh, Sheriff, and I, uh, I almost did something pretty bad a little while ago. What did you do? Well, what did actually, you almost do? Almost do. I almost, uh, you might laugh because it's pretty regular practice for you, I suppose, knowing uh, your possible history. <laughs> Almost slipping up and saying that I know a lot about this individual. Uh, but I almost, uh, I almost killed a man. You almost killed a man? Yeah. Well, that is a very serious thing. What did he do to you? Well, he was part of a group of uh, genocidal maniacs that were trying to uh, level the city that I was living in. Um, 
You know, I think the part though that kind of gets me, Sheriff, is uh, that wasn't exactly why I wanted to hurt him. Why did you want to hurt him? How do I explain this? There's a uh, play where I come from. Like you, fan theater at all? Uh, I have enjoyed the occasional Shakespeare. Really? Really? I mean, I will 100% uh, fill you in on my side of things, but I just got to ask, what's your favorite? That tells you a lot about somebody. Uh, I have always enjoyed that uh, Hamlet. <laughs> that, that honestly checks out. Interesting. Um, well, there's this play where I'm from. It's regional. You probably wouldn't know about it. It, it takes place uh, in, a, in, a, in a saloon, I, I should say. Um, I didn't really pay much mind when uh, I was growing up with it. Um, but there was just a point in my life where I realized that I was, uh, trying to think of the exact vernacular, having too much of a good time a little too often, if that makes sense. Know the type. Yeah. 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 And, uh, wasn't anything, one particular thing. I just kind of told myself at some point, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back on this, but it's such a huge aspect of my, uh, identity considering what I do for a living and the people that I associate with. Didn't know exactly uh, how to uh, spend time with everyone uh, or who to be if people would like me. And then I'm watching this play one of these days, and I find out, not find out, it just clicks to me, I guess is the best way to put it. The main character of this, of this production, uh, he's the bartender. But he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't drink. And so uh, I suddenly realize I can be like this guy. I mean, he doesn't do that, but everyone loves him. And, and people gravitate towards him and something that I wanted so badly to be myself, you know, this presence, this warm presence in people's lives. And uh, sort of in my mind, that saloon became a very positive place. Um, and uh, when I wanted to work on myself, I would think of this saloon, you know. And um, this next part might be a little confusing, I suppose. But uh, if you'll just go with me, you know, with it, Sheriff, uh, we sort of ran into these individuals, these uh, t- I mean, terrible people from uh, pretty far away, very far away. And uh, I wanted to talk some sense to them. I didn't want to use violence like they were using. And I thought, well, what if I just take them to a place that I associate with second chances and healing and improving yourself uh, and uh, sobriety, you know, of the chemical kind, but also of the mind. And... Uh, well, he laughed at me, Sheriff. That's why I wanted to kill him. He laughed at me. He laughed at everything that I had done, all the work I had put into myself, everything that I was. And that's why I wanted to take a brick and shove it down his throat until he stopped breathing. I'm not even sure if I wanted to kill him, honestly. I think that I wanted, I wanted him to beg me to stop so I had power over him. I think that's what I wanted. And when I realized that, a voice kind of popped up and said, this isn't the way... I, Oddly enough, familiar voice, which is kind of funny considering this conversation. And thank God I've watched a lot of plays about time travel, otherwise this would completely melt my brain out of my nose. But, uh, uh, what now? Oh, it's just a East Coast thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's new. Uh, I think it's from France or something like that. But um, 
it was that lack of control that I had over myself. I let somebody else get in my skin. And uh, with the stuff that I can do, that's kind of similar to the man we're pursuing right now. I don't know if that's good. And I don't know if someone who uh, prides themselves on being justice minded. Um, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with the fact that I'm so easily biased, if that makes sense. Well, that's a lot to put on you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. You asked a very simple question. You, you probably just wanted to know where I'm from originally or something like that, like how many siblings I have or whatever. I'm sorry. I got two younger siblings. Some of that made sense, I guess. Yeah. 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 Justice minded, eh? Yeah. Justice minded. Justice. You know. Yeah. Also, my... sorry. One sibling. Sorry. Let me quickly retract that. That's my own information. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have a sister. That's Beyond's answer. You know, in, in, in my experience, uh, justice it ain't nothing but a word I'm made up by some Greek fella, I imagine. Okay. Uh, maybe Aristotle? But uh, between you and me, I don't know any justice. I know helping people that need help. I know fighting for people who can't fight for themselves. And I know putting myself between the evil in this world and the people that I don't want to see touched by it. And I reckon if that is what I am doing when my time comes, I'll be all right with that. You understand me? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You know, uh, <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Kind of reduce it down. I have a, a, an odd follow-up question, considering that we just saw a skeleton, you know, riding on a horse. I think that maybe we have a little bit of room for this type of questioning. Um, if you could do more, though, you personally, sheriff, if you had a chance beyond your lifetime to leave some sort of active legacy uh, from everything you've experienced, or that I could surmise that you might have experienced. What would that be? Uh, I have seen the worst of what mankind has to offer and much of the best. If I had a legacy, I would want that legacy to be about protecting the latter from the former. I reckon I reckon I would want my legacy to be people who are willing to Self-sacrifice to make that happen. Something bigger than themselves, something other than themselves. That's all. I'm a simple man. That's I think why I do what I do. I think we need more simple men in this world, Sheriff. I think a lot of guys are very complicated and want too many things. That's a very simple want. And, uh, yeah. That is the problem. Everybody wants something for themselves. Thank you for uh, listening, by the way. I, I appreciate it. I haven't been able to 
sort of work that out. It's been a little bit busy. So this little break has been nice. Well, my pleasure. You are a strange fellow, Vion, but it is my pleasure. That's and the I best do hope I get ever. to see that place sometime. What is it called, by the way? <laughs> uh, which one again? <laughs> the one, about the one the you were talking about, yeah. You know, it's uh, I, I, it, it, it slips my mind. I think I think it was a Gaelic word or something like that. So, mm, Gaelic, yeah. All right, I think these horses are about ready. All right, sounds good. Let's go. Yeah, and the two of you uh, get back to riding again. Meanwhile, back in Grave Glen, um, Cadrax, Benny, anything you generally want to do right now to definitely heckle jesse for like a little bit longer before we leave but <laughs> oh absolutely yeah um i think i think benny would just want to like post up and keep an eye out but cadrex actually has powers that might assist in that in ways that are more useful <laughs> well i look out and i listen out mm -hmm. are complimentary given that i can keep eyes on him and perform my function but you could lend your sense as well though all i am saying is that the sheriff said we did not have to keep him here where do you want to put him uh it is for the moment the most defensible location I can think of, especially since we have not scouted this entire area. But this is exactly where his father will expect him. That's true. It didn't sound like his father was coming personally. We might just have some skeletons on horses. But well, if he that died, itself was a diversion. We do not know. That's true. We do not know how much he cares about his son. He might yeah. not care about his son at all. I would like to just very slightly use the voice to project that into Jesse's hearing <laughs> from down the hall where we're having the rest of the conversation fairly far away. Mm -hmm. I am perhaps... Well, my compassion was overestimated, and I am demonstrating that fact. Here we are. And, and from down the hall, you hear Jesse's, you don't know what you're talking about, you low lives. Oh. He's very, he feels very defensive over whether yeah. or not his daddy loves him. Right. Yeah, that's, I feel like there's, that speaks My to some underlying. It's very, yeah, very defensive. Okay. Um, of course he does. Yet to be seen. Do we want to do, like, do you want to do, like, an aerial scout? Or are you better on the ground for sound? Really? We are not in a vacuum. That's I can use the voice from anywhere. Fair. Also, this I don't know how been the case. Yes, yeah, that's true. I don't know how well sound travels through sand. That's not something I know well much about. Not as well as through a solid. That makes sense. But air also is not a solid. Yeah, true. How okay, Rick? How like big is this town? Like how this main stretch? Like, can you see from one end to the other? Like. Yeah, I would say you could. It's it's a little, you know, it's it, it's a, like a dozen buildings deep, or like is this like bigger than that? Like that. Than that? Okay, you know, it's probably size of a football field or something like okay. that. Okay, okay, that's okay. Good. Uh, the problem, as I see it, primarily, is that there is nothing. This is the closest to a defensible location that there exists. There's mm -hmm. very little 
tactical advantage to be had here. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that this is a very traditional sort of uh, old lusty town, no high ground. It's flat, yeah. High ground. It has a flat vibe. This is not the Star Wars universe, Sam. High ground is not going to help. You're right. That is the only place with a variation in elevation and the only point where that has been tactically significant. So yes, all of that is to say that uh, Catrax's assumption stands. There is... Um, the landscape is generally, you know, flat and deserty, you know, <laughs> cactuses, stuff like that. But, you know, there are big rocks, small hills. Oh, I think we do check up on Ula's. Just, like, make sure um, they're still good. Like, we don't need to, like, yeah, just, like, with the Death Star, make sure they're, like, still hidden. If some bad people are coming into town, maybe move them. Why don't I, I do don't a scout, then, for that? I can use the voice to shake the dust. Mm-hmm. from them. Yeah. And that will give me right. the opportunity to do a uh, flyby. Mm-hmm. Right, just like take a second to make sure they're good. Like that's yeah, <laughs> Exactly. No, that yeah, Are you both going or just Cadrex? I think someone should keep an eye on uh the child. Yeah, I'll hang out. The one who can't rob the bank. I'll babysit. All right. Cadrex, you walk out, you know, and now you've got like a cowboy on. So it's like one of those, like every time you take a step, it's like ching, 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 ching. You know, as the spurs kind of (laughs) turn. And uh, you you walk to the end of the row where you left Ulez in the shadow uh, the day before. And uh, there's that cactus there. And it's got like, you know, a little little pile of sand on top of it. A little pile of sand on each one of the little, you know, cactus arms, whatever they're called. I don't know. Um... And that—that uh, that is what you see. Hello, Ulas. This is Catrax. I hope you are doing well and that any internal updates you are engaging in are going well and productive. I hope your memory is well managed. I had some concern about sand getting into your processors, so I'm going to use the voice to apply some gentle vibration to free it. Please do not be alarmed by this. I will start now. And I'm really just thinking of like, I don't know, my my Apple Watch has this function where like if water gets in it, you can sh- shake, like do the setting and it'll shake the water out. But for sand. Yeah. Um, because tech hates sand. Yeah, and you are, you know... Your, your, your power over vibration is definitely fine enough to affect that for Uleds. And uh, they may look like a cactus, but that is just an illusion. Uh, so you, you can actually see like sand falling from, you know, where their joints would probably be in any place in them that would have caught sand. All right. We are going to defend the town. If you are to in any way become aware and active finishing your upgrade cycle please join us with the sheriff we will be defending a child from capture the cactus just exist well and come back I miss you what do you do now Cadrax uh uh, I would like to do a wide flyby, not a very high one. Um, and I'm going to, 
be fairly outside of the town. So you mentioned there are some hills. So I kind of want to get to the other side of those hills for two reasons. One, visibility from the town and a weirdo flying. Um, two, if I were going to stage an operation, I would stage it immediately behind a hill. Okay. Um, yeah, you head out and uh, walk the hills, you said? or Low fly. Low fly, Okay. Um, yeah, you, you, you kind of along the ground, um, and, uh, you know, this, this town is pretty sparsely populated, so as soon as you get a little bit away from it, you're, you're, you're pretty safe. Um, and, uh, you fly along the road that leads out of town towards the hills, um, and, uh, and, and then you finally kind of crest over the hills. Um, tell you what, may, give me an intellect roll. Anything you can apply anything investigation uh, based. You don't have anything like that, right? Okay, so no, that is not my a, profession. Yeah, just give me an intellect throw. Oh, okay. Seven. You don't see anything. Ping. Give me a ping roll. Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, fine. Uh. 16. Um, 16. You, you pick up, I mean, you know, the landscape, you, you, you know, this is a very, this is, this is a good ping. You, you kind of get, you know, where all the rocks are, where all the hills are, little cracks and canyons in, in, in the ground. Um, and Although it does not seem to be within the range of your ping right now, you pick up kind of a steady, you know, almost feels like a drumming kind of vibration building. Um, and Was it similar to those cows? It It is very similar to those cows. I would like to move with alacrity back to Benny. Yeah, and you turn around and zip back to the town. Um, meanwhile, out in the desert, um, you've been riding uh, for a little while, and um, another couple of hours maybe, and uh, Virgil kind of pulls back on the reins and stops, and you know, ahead of you there is kind of like a drop-off. And he's like... That there is Tell Canyon. Eli's camp is down there. Uh, he reaches for his rifle and he hands it out to you. Say, you want this? Uh, no thanks, Sheriff. Uh, I'm good without a weapon. Suit yourself. He puts it back into his side holster. And, uh... He climbs down off of his horse, and he signals for you to do the same. And uh, for you getting off the horse is about as graceful as getting on. You, you, you kind of like step out. It's one of those like slide over the side of the horse and just kind of land. And he kind of shakes his head at you. Just ghost off the horse. Just like. <laughs> I should, honestly. <laughs> and he takes the reins of the horses and he ties them around a nearby branch just as, you know, a little, little shrub and uh, he says uh we'll walk from here 
and the two of you set out on foot uh, towards that drop. And uh, it takes another five minutes to get there, so five, ten minutes. When you get there, um, you look down into the canyon, and you see like a long, gravelly path leading down a hill. And at the end of the hill, at the bottom, you can just sort of see the side of a couple of tents. When you look up, you can kind of see that this canyon is sort of enclosed. It's got like high rock walls all around it. And, and you know, these tents are now, you know, down in the bottom. Um, so there's essentially only, you know, as far as you can tell, one way in and one way out. Um, And Virgil says that there's Eli's camp. All right, what's the play, Sheriff? Oof. I reckon we wait until dark. Okay. And we head down there, mm -hmm. see if we can move all quiet like through the camp, Think see if we that. can find find them homesteaders mm -hmm. and uh, try and get them out without raising a fuss. And if a fuss gets raised, well, then we might have to uh, improvise, as they say in the theater. Yeah, I got a little bit of experience with that. I did some classes at Groundlings. Um, okay, that sounds good. Back in the town, Cadrax, you are arriving uh, back at the sheriff's office just as the sun is starting to go down. Um, Penny, you are there. Uh, you, you you hear Jesse Moran is in the back, and he's just been taunting you, and he's just like, y'all, you're going to die. You're going to get killed. My, my daddy's going to pull out your legs, and he's going to fry your head and, you know, eat your arms, and just, just yelling all kinds of threatening sound and stuff, but he's a moron, so it's That's like, fine. you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Cadrax comes flying in the door and lands. Anything good? Huh. I notice the two have many ungulates coming very quickly at us. They might not be ungulates. Could be something else that's stampeding. Where do we want to post up? Hmm. Inside here would be acceptable. Were this truly a stampede and not an, perhaps army of horse riding skeletons or anything of that nature? We don't know enough. But I thought you might want to know. In Good. Time. Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, I don't want to ruin our new friend's uh, lovely office. I could do. I could do big. I could do lava monster again. Um, could be big. If the horses are deterred by that, the way that the cows were. That would be incredibly effective. It seems like they might be magic or something. They could, so they might not care, but. But we don't know. Yeah, yet. we don't know. But yes, above all, we must protect 
the town. That yes. was our instruction. Yes. Did you have an idea for moving him? What was your thought on that? Well, so they don't know where to find him. That was the primary one. The other one I had, I admit, is slightly unsavory. But it is very hard to get at something that is flying, and there is very little incentive for him to break free in such a circumstance. That's true. And then I could just do a sweep in the street? Yes. If that's agreeable. Yeah. Very well. Moran, child. Watch what you call me. All right, buddy. I can't watch over. Sound. Call me Mr. Moran or Sir. I believe those both would apply to your father. Um, ready to go for a ride? Where are we going? You taking me home? Sure. I'd step all the way for Cadrex to do it. To, if they'd like make to lock will, it, it's Make a willpower roll, Benny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you just bumped up your willpower. I did. Oh, okay. that's nice. He's just being a jackass. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's 11. Uh, and he kind of looks at you and he's like, all right, finally. Some respect around here. Yeah, you got through to me. It was the insult about frying my head. Real scary. We're very susceptible to such damage. I am. I really am. Let me on out. I assume we don't have the keys, Rick? Would that be correct? Um... They're just like hanging on the wall somewhere. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's assume Virgil took them with you. But yeah, for yeah. you, Cadrax, yeah. this old West lock is, yeah. you know. That's nothing. why I ask. Which one do I need to do to open it? All right. So, yes, I will go oh. up. I will touch the lock. It will unlock. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. This lock is so old and you're so good at this already. Um, and you just, yeah, and. and uh, Eli, uh, sorry, um, Jesse Moran sort of sees you just like touch the lock and it opens. He's like, huh, you got quite a talent for opening locks there. You know, you want to join up with me and my daddy. Uh, I know a whole bunch of banks with locks that uh, you could probably help us uh, unlock. Unquestionably, since you apparently cannot do so. I got Hello. the lock open. And yet not this one. Yeah, well, I ain't got my guns no more. Give me my guns back. Come along. And, uh, where are we going? And, uh, wh where, do you, where do you lead him? I'd like to make a surprise grapple check. A surprise grapple check? I think yeah. it's coordination versus coordination, right? Uh, uh, I will believe you if you say it. I would have guessed it was something to do with strength, but the two are the same. Yeah, uh, uh, for okay, me at the moment. Yep, it's one of those special thing. grabbing a weapon isn't the same as grabbing a person. A person it's yeah. a different stat. Right. The lower uh, of a thing or the same thing, you, but plus one. All right, wrestling when you want to grab or restrain an opponent uh, will attest to prowess against 
uh, a difficulty of the greater of the target's prowess or coordination. Yes, cool. So it's your prowess versus his. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Ha ha, Max die. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. But he's hanging out so, next to the door. Thank you, Jim Pass. Yeah. Oh, Jim Pass, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that is Yeah, you have you have a, a complete hold on him. So he is fully restrained and can take no physical action uh, except to try and escape, which he's not doing right now. Right now he's just he's, What the hell are you doing? Get off me. I Get the off door. me. <laughs> Dad is going to be so angry at you. Whoosh. Uh, Into yeah, the sky, up and up and up and up and up. Oh wow! Okay, I so hope he's not afraid of flies straight up. Mm-hmm. And, and and he's what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god! Where are we going? Hey, put me down! Put me down on the ground! Put me down! I don't think you want that right now. And, and, and he's like, you better not let me go. My dad would be so angry at you. Doesn't strike me that you would be around to witness it. I suggest you behave. You may call me <laughs> sir. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and while you are flying into the air uh, with Jesse Moran, um, Vion is, you know, it is also sunset out in the desert. Um, and uh, Virgil um, starts to creep towards the canyon. He's like, you stay close for now. All right, sounds good. It's a very sage decision there, Sheriff. And staying close to the rock wall, you start to walk down that path that leads into the canyon. Um, And from the distance, you can see, you know, as you get closer, that it's not just a couple of tents. There's almost kind of a whole tent city down here. And uh, you can see sort of little orange glows coming from various points in it, little campfires, you would guess. Um, And you can see a bunch of figures kind of walking around, some in the tents, you know, some some passing between. But from this distance, you can't quite tell if those are like people or skeleton cowboys or, you know, whatever. Um, One and the same. And... uh, Virgil's like, all right, we're going to have to be careful. First priority, get the homesteaders out. Second priority, give Elon Mor- e- Eli Moran a taste of my fist. Uh, that would be a nice bonus. Um, all right, you uh, listen. This is your territory. You, you obviously know this a lot better than I do. Um, but just so you know, just so we can kind of exchange this real quickly. And so Beyond stops and realizes the impression he makes now is going to resonate with the sheriff who will then interact with him in the future. So this is how he will get to know Vion. Oh boy. So. <laughs> well, in, in all fairness, at this point, Vion has al- already knows that his sheriff is not actually Virgil Wheeler. Um, when you remember when, when, when that entity dropped the veil of Virgil Wheeler, you realized I, that it was, yeah, back during when the, um, the sheriff badge disappeared. Yes. When the sheriff badge disappeared, okay. he came clean and said he was just, he was, he was some sort of guide that was wearing the face of Virgil. That's Wheeler. Right. So 
you know, this is not actually this guy. Okay. A good point. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Hey, Sheriff, there's something you should probably know about me. I cook up terrible plans. So I've got a terrible plan. Do you know if they have uh, one or two folks standing like on a sentinel, um, keeping watch at the edge of the camp usually? And he's like, hmm, let me check. And he turns and looks down the hill and he turns back. He's like, don't see anything like that. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go with the bad plan. Uh, I'm going to wander into camp and I'm going to see what I can do about getting the folks out. I need to see exactly where they're located in order to extract them. And uh, I think there's a way we can do this very peacefully without causing too much tension. And what would that be? Uh, <laughs> you're not going to like it. And I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Give me an invisibility roll or big magic or little magic. Uh, this one can be little magic. Okay. All right. You're going to get this. I got uh, one. Great. Eight plus five, <laughs> 13. Yeah. Yes. No problem. Great. I'm, I'm changing dial. Taylor Swift. Bye bye. Red. Hello. Blue. <laughs> um, wow. That was very on theme. Um, okay, great. So, uh, I'm invisible and I, you know what? So I cast invisibility on myself. Ooh, this is going to get very interesting. Let's do this. I'm casting invisibility on myself. I got multiple magic. Let's just, let's go to town. And it's just me right now. Okay, great. So I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. And then that was a little magic with big magic. I like to cast flight on myself. Give me a big magic roll. Great. Eight plus roll to turn it on. Uh, it's 12. Uh, yeah, that'll get it done. Great. Um, uh, so that they, they get it to you at level five, so you can fly as fast as a helicopter. Uh, great. I'm not going to need that. I just and don't want to. As anything. as you disappear, Virgil Wheeler's like, "Well, ain't, don't that beat all?" <laughs> I'll be right back, Sheriff. Don't worry about it. I I yeah. hope. And I want to float down, and I'm casting flight on myself to make sure that my feet don't touch the ground, and I don't want to like make any noise. And I want to sort of invisibly glide through the camp. Okay. Um, yeah, the camp is pretty big, like I said. Um, do me a favor. Make an investigation roll. Great. <laughs> any any of your investigatory bonuses apply? Mm, let's see what I have, considering I'm a private detective. Uh, all right. So this is going to be seven plus roll. Uh, that's going to be a 13. Okay. So you fly down into the camp yep. and you start flying kind of around these tents mm -hmm. every once in a while, kind of whenever one's open, you peek your head in, yeah. you know, when sometimes you come to a tent that's closed and you kind of, you know, push it open and you, you know, it's like, you know, is it the wind? What's doing that kind of thing. Right. Um, and, uh, you start investigating around and you can see that there are skeleton cowboys everywhere uh, um just kind of walking around up and down the rows almost like they're patrolling or something like that i'm gonna and, phase <laughs> uh, yeah I, yep, phase yeah. is not magic so you can yeah. do that on top of everything yeah um right. and there are also kind of regular bandits uh that look like they are probably you know the moran's gang um some of them are kind of sleeping in tents some okay. of them are you know sitting around those campfires playing cards or Eating beans or you know whatever now um and uh but 
but the whole place being patrolled by these skeleton cowboys kind of everywhere. And you start zipping around, uh, you're, you're looking for um, those homesteaders, uh, yeah. prisoners. Do I see them anywhere? Not yet, um, but you keep looking while we go back over to Gravegland, where uh, Benny and Cadrax. Cadrax, you are floating way above the town holding Jesse Moran. Um, Benny, you are in the sheriff's office still? No, I followed them out, um, shut the door behind me, uh, and then I'm going to go stand in the middle of the street. I am going to Lava Monster, Um, and I want to do Aura 1, Growth three. So that makes you six stories? Yes. And then, should I go bigger? (laughs) Well, we cannot go home, so we are only left with go big. That's fair. Hey! Very very good point. Sam, you love everyone. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh... Yeah, let's party hard. Uh, one aura, four growth. That leaves me three magma form, so eight stories tall. So eight stories tall. Okay, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you lava on and start stretching up to eight stories tall. Um, that like that can- visual of like of like uh, when a volcano erupts, that kind of like comes out of her. She reforms really, really big. Awesome, and yeah, you can see even though it is dark now, way off in the distance, a kind of dust cloud kind of rising in the desert. Cadrax, you can see it from the air too, um, and Cadrax, you can feel. Even up in the air, you can feel the, the, the vibrations, the disturbances in the air. Something is coming this way. And as you wait and you watch, you can see a rider. And then two. And then three. And then ten. And then twenty. And then fifty. And it's just like an army of riders headed right towards you. Um... And as you watch, they get closer and closer as they get into, you know, comfortable visual range. You can both start to tell that it is just essentially a small army of skeleton cowboys just riding straight towards the town. Just, you know, full bore, just horses just, you know, going as hard as they can, kicking up dust behind them. And they are just riding straight for the eight-story tall lava person who is standing in the middle of the street. Um, Cadrax. Oh, wait, how high am I Cadrax? How high am I compared to Cadrax? Cadrax, <laughs> how high? Ooh, um, let's see. Uh, not, not that far. I, but, uh, at eye level six stories, you said? I'm eight stories. I went eight stories. Oh, if you went eight stories, yes. We, we can be much closer in height. <laughs> uh, the, we're, we're keeping it nice. And you do not want to let go over here. So you are like eye level with Benny? Roughly eye level, give or take, yeah. Okay. Maybe Uh, within within shouting distance. (laughs) It's a good view. I mean, not that we don't have between all of us. All of us? Who gave it away and it got crashed? There we go. Never mind then. It was, he got electrocuted. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, never Any mind. Lost theirs, Nothing but gold you have yours, and Vion has his, so mm-hmm. you can communicate with Vion if you want. But right, and and I can both amplify incoming sound and my own voice. So actually, we're fine. So, I feel like I should just. She makes like a like a smashing motion with her with the palms of her hands. The town. Yeah, well, outside of the town. Yes. Yeah. So I'll start walking forward and get off of the main street. And and Jesse Moran, like hanging hanging in Cadrax's arms, is just sort of like, the hell is that thing? Hmm. Still probably better at breaking out of jail than you. I mean, historically, yes. Indeed, yes. We have. We have. We just have. <laughs> Just one more. There's, there's no probably. Said. I was going to say probably about the bank. But then I realized the jail was more pertinent. So a I couple, it up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Benny, yeah. you start walking like sort of, you know, towards outside the town. Yeah, I want to be outside. I want to be. I want to interpose myself between the town and this stampede. Okay. Um, while you are heading there, beyond you are flying around, and mostly what you see are tents and skeleton cowboys and campfires. But like way at the back uh, of this little canyon, up against the far rock wall, you know, the cliff face, um, there is kind of a weird little altar that's been built. Um, and uh-huh. yeah, it's you know, kind of kind of round and elevated. Um, you know, you would probably think it was like a stage, but like uh, it, it's got you know, clearly it's it's got like metal cuffs built into the wood. Like it looks like somebody's you know. I would say maybe 10 or 20 sets of them, you know, it looks like a number of people are supposed to be like cuffed down on this thing. Um, but you don't see anybody there right now. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? Keep looking? Uh, no, (laughs) I, uh, am going to, um, touch my ear. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to fly up really quickly in the air quietly. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I'm out of earshot, I'm just going to whisper into my earpiece. Hey, uh, hey, who has this? Who's on? Who's still on this? This is Catrox Everson. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Doc, it's your friend, Vion. Um, Please be quiet. I'm trying to talk to my friend, young criminal. Yes, you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Who are you talking to? You're talking to... What, what, what are you? You touched? What is going on? You'll understand there? when you're older. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you're doing like an age thing then. That's great. You're infantilizing him. I like that. Um, so listen, um, this might have, this I, I have a I'm following a hunch real quick. This might be a very complicated situation. Um, give me thirty seconds before you do anything. Uh, yeah, Benny. Okay. <laughs> and I, I I fly I quietly fly down, and I'm going to. I'm using all my powers. I feel like this is like the, my last episode. <laughs> I know it's not, but a part of me, the way I'm blasting through this, I'm just like, I, th- I have a feeling in my heart that I'm not going to be here next week. Yo, we I, are about Eon right now. Go and don't say these things. I, wow, that was or maybe startling. That's, maybe that's just a comment about how worried I am when I'm firing on all cylinders, um, which is a product of our capitalist society. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, post-cog that arena this this setup i'm not broadcasting just to me i would like to post cog how far back are you trying to post cog not that far like uh, last night last night 
Yeah, last uh, night. Oh wait. Okay. Uh, yeah, last night. Yeah, let's go last night. So last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, when are you doing it? Let's go last night. Um, give me. Get, uh, all right. I'm. I'm not clear here. Okay. No. Uh, give me a postcard roll. Right. This is postcard roll. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. Uh, four. Is it great. Nine. It's not the best I can do, but it's close. Okay. Um, You disappear into your little dreamy postcog vision. Um, And for nine, what do you see? You see an old man. Uh, I'd say he's played by Willem Dafoe. And he is wearing, you know, jeans and cowboy boots and kind of a, you know, denim jacket. And, um... He's holding uh, a staff with a golden skull at the top of it. Um, And he is facing out, uh, standing on the altar, and he's facing out, and in front of him is just a kind of a sea of skeleton cowboys. And uh, he says, uh, Tomorrow night, our enemies will come. We will be ready. They will not disrupt the sacrifice. And and the skeleton cowboys kind of, you know, like murmur amongst themselves and, and a couple of like the regular cowboys sort of cheer, throw their hands, yeah, throw their hats up in the air. Um and then phew, it ends. Great. Okay, I got everything I needed. Um uh, okay, one of the cowboys that, like, one of the uh, non-skeletons, we'll call them, um, uh, that went yeehaw. Uh, did I recognize any of those sleepy boys in one of the tents? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a generally the same bunch. Great. So this is a little, I'm going to do two things really quickly. One, I'm going to quietly float up. I'm going to float back to the sheriff, uh, turn uninvisible for one second, and I'm going to say... Uh, you float back to oh, the no. entrance where you left the sheriff. He ain't there. He ain't there. Uh, well, okay, let me go look for him. <laughs> um, I'll do a quick sweep. Do I see him? If not, then I'll operate on my own plan. Give me an investigation roll. Oh, no, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Come back. <laughs> Come back to me. You've lost it already? That's what oh. you're rolling to find out. <laughs> This dice is now named Sheriff. We got. Here we go. Here we go. What are you? Two. Uh, that's going to be a nine. A nine. Yeah. You don't see him in visual range of where you are right now. Okay. Well, shoot. Uh, this is going to get really interesting then. Um. Okay. I'm going to quietly fly back down to one of the sleepy boys sleeping in one of the tents. I'm going to land. I'm still phased. I'm going to phase through the tent, and I'm going to turn off flight. Okay. I'm going to turn on teleportation. Um, give, me, give me a little... Um, a plus roll. Okay. I need a new die. I just that went flying. Um, sorry. Uh, you turn on teleportation. Big magic or little? Oh gosh, I should be. Which one were you using flight for? You were using. I believe that was, was, that, was, that was big magic. Big was magic, because I said as fast as a helicopter, and that's five. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, six, I believe, because I boosted it. Nope. Big magic, according to my sheet, seven. 
But I'm gonna turn it on at four. I'm gonna turn seven? on four. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was my bad. I. I, I... Oh, don't worry. I I wasn't. I didn't want to do that much light. It's all good. Uh, I looked at the wrong column on your thing. I'm sorry. Um, so you are turning on teleportation with four big magic now. Yeah. Okay, you want it. You want it at level four. I just want to make or... sure it's successful. Yeah. Okay. So what'd you get? Uh, so this is seven plus roll. That's eleven. All right. You've got level four teleportation. Great. Um, I whisper, hey, wake up. And, it, uh, and I teleport him to the top of uh, the ridge. And bam, the two of you disappear. Um, while that is going on, Kadrax, Benny, you are positioned right outside the town when the first wave of skeleton cowboys arrives. Um, I will say minion combat rules are in effect. Um, and uh, they start a shooting at you as soon as you are in their sight. Um, okay. Give are me we still an in initiative. the 30 seconds of uh, Vion's request to hold? Uh, yeah, I suppose you are, since this is happening basically at the same time. Um, Shoot. All right. So, roll initiative. Eleven. Six. <laughs> All right, so it'll be Cadrax, and then the Skeleton Cowboys, and then Benny. Um, Cadrax, are you doing anything with your first turn? Uh, mm, I won't, I won't do that. Um, that's too mean. Uh, so. No, I hold my action. Okay. The skeleton cowboys start firing. Face. Okay. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do. So actually I'll take a trouble for that. Okay. Yeah. That works. That totally works. Nice. Uh, Cadrax, I think that gives you two determination because I had that is correct because I week. also uh last week was not from around here. Right. And I'm calling this is my second week in a row I've called troubles. This is oh my Be gosh. Proud of me, please, Caitlin. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Thank this you. is um two episodes late. I meant to ask you, Rick, when I fell through the sky and you said fire that's closest kept, does that mean I get one or is that for flavor? <laughs> Uh, no, that didn't act as a trouble. It actually saved your make, life. That's fair. So I just wanted yeah. to make sure because if you call it, usually I do. I just wanted to make sure. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's got to operate as a trouble for, uh, for you to do that, but since it helped you. Um, but, but, but I, I, I like, I like, you know, I like that you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> so the skeleton cowboys just unleash firing on the lava giant. Um, and, uh, let's see. So they are armed with rifles and sidearms. Um, Benny, give me a coordination roll. Don't most humanoids have arms at their side? I don't get it. That's a ten. Ten. Um, That's roll. Not while I'm drinking water, Sam, please. <laughs> yes, while you're drinking water, so my friend. These skeleton cowboys, which are mad, you know, powered by magic, yeah, are all business, yeah. and uh, that is yes. a major success for them. Whoa. So, uh, between all... All of them oh firing God. at you right now. Um, I cannot roll higher than that. You got to cast. Yeah, I, I got. I got a six. So uh, they they are operating at maximum at this moment. No, I'm saying um, that was a max roll for my defense. That was I can't roll higher than that. 
Yeah. So you're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to roll well while they roll badly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or you're going to have to beat them before they beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm going to say, Benny, that is going to cost you three stamina. None. Um, no, no. Three stamina after it Oh, absorbs. after. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my stamina just went up because I added to my willpower. Uh, yes, that's right. Your stamina is up to oh 13, I have. 12 points of damage? E- uh, 14. Yeah, well, there's a whole army shooting at you. No, I know, um, I know, I know. It's yeah. 14 because my strength went up when we got our gym pass, too, so it's... Oh, was it... All- okay, then you have 11. Oh, that's weird. I put it up to 13. Oh, maybe I forgot to adjust it on this sheet. I only adjusted it on yours. Okay, gotcha. Oh, all right, I'll, I'll fix that for next week. Um, so, yeah, you are down to 11 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings up Benny. You want to do anything? I look to Cadrax. <laughs> Because did, did you tell me to stop? Yeah, As you yelled we my name. Cut, I was I was yelling, so I assumed that like in the in the intercut, I yeah. was I was so you know. they have asked me to pause. So uh, I'm going to use stretch and my big form to basically like kind of drop down and like become just full full liquid, but like be like a barricade and stretch out as far as I can on the ground. Be the barricade. Be the mm-hmm. barricade. Be Hold the line, <laughs> etc., etc. Uh, perfect. Um, and uh, while this is going on, Vion, Banff, you appear right where the sheriff was with uh, this kidnapped cowboy who uh, is kind of, you know, shaken out of his sleep. What? Tarnation? Um, and uh, I... Uh, turn off my invisibility really quickly, and I'm still phased. Oh my god. Are you you wanted him ghosts? No, you cover your mouth right now until I say that you can uncover your mouth. You understand that? You nod. That's it right mm-hmm. there. I am the spirit of justice. I wander through the West, and I make sure that all good things are happening, okay? Do you understand? Again, you nod. Yeah, make a willpower roll. God. Ten. Uh, can I do performance? Uh, you can, but you're not going to need it with 10. Uh, oh, this, 11. It's, it's not of great willpower. Yeah. So he's just a, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh, invisibility. Oh, my gosh. There's some stuff I could do. I want you to think real hard right now about who you are, who you are as a person. I would like to cast telepathy and uh, with big magic, and I would like to read his name. <laughs> um, give, me, give me a roll to turn on telepathy. Eight plus roll. That's a you- five plus eight, 13. You going for the full seven? Let's go for the full seven. I need to get this information from him. Uh, if you're going for the full seven, you do not get it. Are we metagaming right now? Can I drop down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we are not. Um, okay, you know what? That's a bug. You try to read his mind, but yeah. he just, you know, nothing happens. He's scared, um, that's right. He, what I do is I wander around and I choose the best folks. It might not be the folks that they would expect, but it's the best folks to assist with the spirit of justice. And that right now, sir, is you. I need you to tell me what sort of unnatural activities are going on right down there. Now that's fantastic. You can take your hand off as long as you whisper. And also, I'm sorry, and I'm going to like, uh, I'll unfaze and reach out my hand to help him up. I want to get, you, you don't have to be down in the dirt like that. Come on, you're helping the spirit of justice. Dust yourself off. Treat yourself with some respect. Come on, stand proud. Come on. 
Uh, Eli's got weird magic powers, and he con conjured up this crazy skeleton army that he's going to march on the town. Uh, they, 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 they could, I think they're going to burn the whole place to the ground. He, he, he's real angry about them taking his son. He's also real angry about his son getting captured. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen to Jesse, but, uh, but you know, they, they, that's what they're doing. He, he's making some kind of sacrifice tonight that's supposed to, like, increase his power. I don't know. He don't tell me a lot, but it's yeah. just what I hear. I'm asking you one last question, but I want you to know you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, well, thank what, you. And I'm going to uh, – I'll do that afterwards. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to give him positive affirmation until I get everything I want. Um, <laughs> learned it from my mom. Not in real life. That's that's the character. Uh, my mom is a very lovely woman. Um, this is just beyond. This, has, <laughs> so, this, this has been disturbing right therapy corner with Omar <laughs> Najam. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is he turning real life folks into these skeletons? Uh, no, he conjures them somehow. I put my finger to my earpiece. Uh, hey, Doc, you can kill him. That was wrong. And I turned back. Benny! Uh, that's the doctor I was talking to, the spirit of medicine. I'm the spirit of justice. That's the spirit of medicine. Uh, great. And I take the flower um, from my lapel that I had, and I want to just tuck it into his pocket. You, sir, what's your name again? Cooper. Cooper? You need to be mighty proud of yourself right now. Is there a place you can go that's safe? Uh... He kind of looks down to the tent city and, you know, then back out to the desert. And he's like, eh. All right. I don't think down there is going to be safe. I want you to wander in the direction of the near civilization that you can go that is safe where you're not going to get hurt. I want you to write down this name. It's one name, okay? Moybridge. Next year, something incredible is about to happen. They're going to invent something called the moving picture. You understand that, Cooper? The is that Moybridge with a Y or with an O-I? That is with a Y. That's a great question. That's a good thing to specify. This is up in Northern California, uh, over over by San Francisco. In fact, specifically, I think it's Palo Alto. Now, together... Yes, sir, Mr. Ghost, sir. He and Stanford are going to invent what's called the, the moving picture of sorts. Edison might take credit for it, but Edison can go fuck himself. So listen, you uh, go ahead and you start investing in these, in these machines. This is the future right here. This is art. Because the thing about this is that it's going to make ghosts of itself. It's going to make ghosts out of light. And you can get in on this, all right? That is my advice to you. I'm speaking to you from the future. Cooper, you're fantastic. I will see you later. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast flight back on myself. All right. You go to cast flight on yourself. Um, and that brings up Cadrax back at Grave Glen. It is your turn to attack. What do you want to do? I have been unleashed. Uh, we're going to burst uh, at range into, into uh the skullies. Okay, give me uh, give me a blast roll. All uh, right, which is coordination. It's a blast in the past. Oh, hey, Max die. We love it. Much better. Um, so let's see. That's plus. Wait, I do need to acknowledge the five hundred dollars and sixty nine cents because you guys are the best. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much, everybody. Oh wow! Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I mean, and, and just, you know, thank you so much for such a worthy cause. Um, thank you everyone for turning out tonight and sticking with us through all of our um, uh, technical shenanigans. Um, so 
Thank you. This is why Ulaz is rebooting right now. This is what this is this is what happened. It, it got it got them too. Mm. Getting everything tonight. Um, yeah. um, so it's not yeah. getting my dice though. That uh, is a total of. Uh, oh, sorry, that was more than I thought. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. Uh, Cadrax, that gives you that gives you a moderate success. Um, and uh, moderate success for your blast. What's your blast if? Nine. Nine. Okay. You fire uh, your blast off, and a whole bunch of those skeletons just get hit. You know, it, it, you're firing from the air in a blast pattern um, with minion combat rules in effect. And you see a whole bunch of bones just go flying. A couple of skeletons fall right off the horses, and the horses just continue to gallop on into the desert. Um, and, Does burst uh, mean it affects multiple minion groups in minion combat? Or does burst not get you an extra oh, in minion combat? My gosh. Stand burst means it, it, it affects multiple minion groups. So you hit like a wide range of them. And a whole bunch of them can lose some stamina. And a whole bunch of them also lost their horses. Um, and that brings up the skeleton cowboys. Um, a whole bunch of them kind of stop, you know, stop. They, they see, you know, the lava wall in front of them. And they, they kind of, you know, pull to a halt. And... Uh, they all pull out their guns and start firing at that lava wall. Um, Benny, give me a coordination roll. That's real bad. That's not great. Uh, that is... That's a seven. That's a seven. Um, I'm going to say, point out, you have three points of community determination if you want to use any of them. That was a really low roll, though. I don't know if... If you add two to that, well, you could either re-roll, you spend a point of termination, or you can add what two. What was the number on the die? Three. Okay, then re-roll is not the play. Uh, if anything, you would add plus two. If it's ever worth, like, I, I think the community determination is probably worth, given that these are some minions. Okay. It means that a nine goes farther than it otherwise would. Okay. And that puts me near my max anyways, so hopefully Right, exactly, because it'd be as if you had rolled a five. Um, okay, let's do... Stubborn as a mule, I'm not moving. Yeah, uh, that works. Plus two to put me at nine. All right, so... And hope for the best. <laughs> that is just a marginal success for them, so... Thanks. You are sort of pelted with a whole bunch of fire. You can kind of feel it. It kind of like hurts a little bit, mm -hmm. but you don't really take any damage from it. Um, and uh, that brings us back out to the desert. Uh, Vion, what are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm now flying down uh, looking for the sheriff. All right. Give me an investigation roll. Great. Seven plus roll. Nine. Wow. Not great. Nine. Um, I mean, so good. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, the power of rhetoric. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Positive you, thinking. You, yeah. Um, it's all about the spin. <laughs> if you Positive do not control the tone of voice when I deliver a role so as to impact the game master. 
Yeah, it's like Sam's. Yes, I rolled a one. Woo! <laughs> okay, that is um, real, and it's because of the one. But moving on. So yeah, uh, you said nine. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, you go zipping up and down uh, the aisles, and uh, you spot along um, the side of one of the tents. Virgil Wheeler kind of moving slowly and he's kind of stands next to a tent and you spot him as you know he sort of like looks back and forth makes nobody's watching and he like kind of moves to the next tent you know six gun drawn headed towards what looks like the far rock wall um okay um I'm gonna go ahead and cast invisibility on him uh are you from where you are or are you going over it what are you doing um, from where I am, really quickly. Okay. What are you using, big magic or little magic? I'll use little magic for this. So that turns off... What were you doing with your little magic before? Um, I Let me ask my intern. No, I... Uh, what was I using it for? I think... You had I, teleportation and invisibility. Yeah, I turned off... You'd oh, I already had invisibility going. You Yeah. You dropped one for the mind read. You dropped big yeah. magic for the mind read. And as yes. I recall that before it was mind read, it was teleport uh, because you said, I really want this to work. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. So I didn't get the mind read, which was big magic, which means that invisibility is still on. I can instantly throw that on the sheriff. Okay. He turns invisible and right. you cannot see how he's reacting because he's invisible. Yeah. Um, I'm still flying. I'm I'm a phase. Doesn't make me invisible. Um, wait, wait, so you were using which magic for flight? Uh, I guess big magic? magic. Big magic. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you you phase through what? I, I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm phased in general. Oh, oh, you're just phasing in general. Okay, sure. Um, and so I f- kind of like fly up to where he was last, and I just kind of whisper, "Sheriff, just so you know, you're invisible." You doing this? Yeah, that's me. Right. It's like, see what's going on back there? And like, you look up towards the back and you Mm -hmm. can see on that altar right now, there are a bunch of those skeleton cowboys and they are pulling people out from a space beneath the stage and cuffing them to the stage. And standing behind them, there is that guy you saw before with the big staff with the gold skull on top of it. And Virgil says, that there's Eli. Tell you what, I'm going to get Eli's attention. While I got him distracted, you free those people and get them on out of here. <sighs> okay. <laughs> As if that's the plan that you want to do. You're invisible right now, so we can go complete stealth, but this is your you call. Got a, you got a better plan? Um, I mean, we can always create a different distraction, and, uh, it's just odd. I, I, don't, I don't know what happens from here on out. I, I don't know what happens to both of us after this. So... Well, what kind of distraction would you like to create? Oh, uh, I can do a bunch of stuff. I could blast one of those rocks over there. Um, I can... <laughs> And Vion is just like laughing and realizes he has to be really quiet. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I might have something that's going to distract them. And I am going to. Let me. Okay. He's got invisibility on at little magic. I've got flight on at big magic. 
Little magic has burst. Got it. Okay, I'm turning off flight, and I land on the ground. Okay. Sheriff, you're still invisible, but you won't be for long. Is there anything you want to do before I turn that off? Well, what is the plan here? Oh, see, the thing is, I like to be dramatic, so I don't usually tell the entire plan until I start doing it. Well, how am I supposed to help with the plan or know if I want to do anything unless you tell me what the plan is? Okay, I'm going to create a distraction. I'm going to have a little bit of ruckus in the camp occur, and then I'm going to start teleporting. Uh, I'm going to start um, yanking those people from their uh, where they're stuck and start popping them somewhere safe using magic. You might have to take on uh, our big bad over there if uh, if he's not if his focus isn't taken out. But I will make sure that these people are safely relocated. I will keep an eye on Eli. Great. Um, okay, great. So, big keeping track of this. I know my plan. I'm dropping flight. I take off invisibility. I've got my okay. big magic and my little magic available. I am going to really quickly, just so I'm prepared, so I have this good to go, fresh out of the gate. See, I'm not playing. Uh, Sam's not in the scene, so I have to do it all on my own. And it's hard. So, I'm going to turn on teleportation, little magic. Uh, give me a roll. Turn it on. Eight roll. That's thirteen. Eight. That's eight plus five. Oh yeah, easy. You got it. Great. Teleportation's on. I'll be using that at burst. Now I am going to use big magic to cast. Let me just make sure because there's two of them and they're slightly different from one another. I'm going to cast images. Um. Okay. Uh. How, do you want it at the full seven? No, I don't need it that big. I want to make sure I get it right. I'm going to cast it at, uh, let's say, five. Okay. Okay. Uh, to turn it on, that's going to be 11 to turn on. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, I will give that to you. It is, okay. It's a tie, but... This is getting stressed. Okay. And now I can just cast it, right? Yeah, images just work unless somebody has a reason not to believe them. Um, I kind of just like focus over the star that is uh, pinned to uh, my vest. I'm just like, please let this be right because this is a very nonviolent answer to the situation. And I was recently in a camp where people were being held. It wasn't necessarily on this planet. It was a different planet. And what we did is we cast a really big creature that was running around and keeping everyone mighty distracted. I think that creature might be doubly distracting here because I've never seen anything like it. I want a big Lorcan. <laughs> oh, the Lorcan? Yep, the Lorcan. I want a big old Lorcan. Okay. Wow. Uh, I love this callback. Yeah, okay. Um, and suddenly this gigantic sort of, you know, vicious, gigant, you know, blue, blue squirrel thing. Yeah. Um, just Chris, sort crystalline of, creature. 
starts just tearing through the camp, like towards like uh, first towards the yep. altar, and it gets to the altar, and uh, there are just all these cowboys and skeleton cowboys standing there who see it, and you just hear like, "What in tarnation? What the heck?" You know? And 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 they're all surprised as the Lord and Storch starts to just like dive yep. through the crowd, and like they start pulling out guns and like shooting at the Lord, and you know. <sighs> Some some of them hit each other, you know, yep. with the, like there's just bullets flying everywhere. While all it's all, to- uh, yeah, sorry. While that's all happening, I just want to say really quickly, and I know that this is so irresponsible, but I quickly take one picture of that all happening on my phone, and then I turn around and I take a quick selfie of it, and I'm just like, I'm sending this to destiny. I am sending this to destiny, and I'm giving no context, and I quickly put my phone away, uh, and I'm gonna get ready to start teleporting people out of there. All right. Uh, it will take 150 years to get to destiny. But, um, <laughs> uh, you, um, okay. You teleport yourself where to the stage? Oh, I'm tell. Oh, sorry, uh, I'm not teleporting over. myself. I'm gonna sneak over close enough. I mean, it should work. I, I if I'm in visual range, I believe I'm gonna start teleporting the folks out of their restraints, the people who are being prepared for the sacrifice, and I can burst this. So I'm just gonna teleport chunks of them back over to the ridge. Okay. To make that teleportation, uh, teleporting chunks of them makes me so nervous. I'm sorry about that. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ah." A transporter accident waiting to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not. uh, Uh, You have to make a teleportation roll. Um, Failure means they arrive at their destination stunned. So that's fine. It's fine for you. Um, So. Give me, give me a, a, a. I'll say there are fifteen or twenty of these people. Uh, oh. Give me a teleportation roll for the first one. Okay. Uh, no, wait. You have burst on this. Yep. Wait, no. This burst. is big. Magic. Little magic. No, this is little magic. I got burst. Is it little magic? Yep. Oh, because you're using image for the big magic. Yep. Okay. So uh, give the me Lord. the roll for let's say the first five. Okay. Uh, six. Three plus three. All right. You start teleporting uh, that yeah. first bunch away. Meanwhile, back in the town, uh, Benny, it is, uh, I think, no, wait. Uh, yes, it is Benny's attack. Um, I've been given the A-OK. I would like to form myself at least mostly humanoid again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm you do? a kickboxer, and I am very big. <laughs> I would like to do just like a big lava leg sweep. <laughs> in this, like... Sweep the leg, Benny. Sweep the leg. <laughs> wow, I love this. Um, okay, Benny, give me a prowess roll. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Okay, I have to do. I have new math to do now. So hold on. It's new math. Oh no, new math. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. New math. How much? Oh, is that this? landed on its corner. That did, wasn't even a number. Here we go. Dragon. <laughs> on its corner. It was like upside down, or on the whatever tilted. That's a fifteen. Uh, okay, that is going to. That'll be a major success. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So when I'm big, I get an extra point to my strength, which I believe increases my damage. Correct. Yes. So that will be. For damage, that's gonna be uh, a seventeen. Wow! Um, at a major success, that seventeen just you kind of 
do this stunning kick through like the whole like front line of skeleton cowboys and just each one of them as your as your lava stretched lava leg hits them they just shatter into like a thousand pieces like the bones almost melting from the lava heat uh and you just take out you know i'll say like that whole front line of skeleton cowboys and that brings up Cadrax. We're going to go a little bit over here, but not by much. Not if I can help it, no. <laughs> well, how are you going to help it? Ooh! Um, I'll help it for a, let's see, uh, 14. That's a blast? Does, does, a, does another 14 group blast help? Yes. Yeah, that is a moderate success. We um, take these. So that puts another nine what, into a whole bunch of minion groups once more. Okay, your blast rate. What, what is your blast at? It's at nine. So nine at a moderate success. Um, with that blast, a whole bunch of the ones you hit before just shatter into a thousand pieces. Uh, and um, some of, one of the lines quite beyond them takes a first wave of damage. Um, it seems like your great escape is going very well. Back at the camp, uh, Vion, you are teleporting um, some of these people off of the stage uh, when you hear Eli start yelling um, to some of his cowboys and skeletons, It's just a mirage! It's not real! It's just a mirage! I can smell the magic! And uh, he starts pointing his little skull staff around and, and, and sort of seems to be kind of like looking into the dark and, and, and kind of looks right at your location, right towards you. And he's like, there, that's the one. Get him. And wow. some of the skeletons start to turn to face you. Okay. Um, and as they do from behind Eli, Virgil just jumps on him and like, punches him, and they, you know, go rolling across the altar together. What do you do? I'm phased. Um, which is to say, I'm unfazed. Uh, and so, I am just going to do done. it. Thank you very much. Again, Sam's not in the scene, so I gotta do it. <laughs> and it's all Right, and it's becoming amazing, <laughs> and I need to apparently not be in any scenes just for this. It's so, no, please. I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> I have three levels of exhaustion from trying to be as brilliant as Sam Delev right now. It's very difficult. Um, I'm going to I'm teleport the second group of five. All right, give me teleportation roll. Three plus pumpkin. That's nine. And bam, they all disappear off the Great. stage. Um, I got meanwhile, five more. back in Grave Glen. Um, it is the skeleton's turn, and they fire at Kadrax up in the air. Oh, no. Kadrax, give me interpose. a co coordination oh, roll. Okay. Oh, Benny, you're going to interpose? Yeah, I'm big. I'm big. I can just... Benny, yeah. give me you a don't, give You me don't a have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm okay. Are you that, sure? My, the oh, no was not for me, because I can, one, still take reflection rolls on this. That's Oh, that's true. Um, I forget, two, I forget you have reflection. I, you're good. I forget that. For my like, defense... <laughs> The, I was oh, no, like, absolutely for this child who is being shot fair. at alongside me. That's fair. I always like in my head, I'm like, I think I'm always like, gotta protect Ulas. Ulas is, is a cactus right now. So, okay. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to take it. Okay. Oh no. I haven't rolled the dice yet. I just, 
I said the thing, and then I realized I'm obligated to protect him from death. Cadrax, uh, I if, if if you are protecting him from death, I will give you a point of coordination uh, for upholding your oath. Yes, uh, sorry, I will a point take... of determination, not coordination. Sorry, my my brain's going in six directions at once. I will take that, and I will turn my back to the incoming fire, so he is facing away from it. And you take the brunt of that fire. Uh, oh, very lucky. Um, Kadrax, you lose <laughs> four, four stamina. Very lucky. I'm down to six. Um, <sighs> yeah, that, that's a lot of guns, so yeah. that, that could have been serious. We, um, we're taking them out, though. We're going to be working on it. <laughs> Um, oh, meanwhile, back at, uh, the, um, at, back at Tel Canyon at Eli's camp, um, Vion, there is, uh, one more group of people on the stage. You can see, uh, Virgil, uh, he's got his hands around that staff and him and Eli are kind of like pulling the staff like back and forth. Like Virgil's trying to get away, get it away from him. Uh, you got five more people to teleport. I got to do it. Uh, I, I want to help the sheriff, but uh, after our talk, uh, we both came into this knowing the stakes. Uh, those folks didn't sign up for this, so uh, let's teleport them and then deal with the rest. Give me a teleportation roll. Okay, here we go. Three plus five. Close enough. Eight. Eight. Okay. Those people are going to be a little uh, groggy where they get there going, but they disappear. Um, meanwhile, Benny, it is your attack back in Grave Blend. Okay, same same thing. We're just gonna I'm gonna just just fist sweep across the whole the whole crowd of them again. Hit as many as I can. Give me a prowess roll. Ooh, that's not great, but it's still okay. Thirteen. Okay, that's a moderate success. Um, and, uh, what did we say you dealt how much damage? 17 uh, before? Plus or? one, it's 17, yeah. 17, so moderate success. Okay. All of the ones that Cadrax hit with their blast, that, you know, the second row that didn't disintegrate but got damaged, you just cut through them like butter, and, like, they just all go down. How, um, how, like, what percentage-wise, how far through the, the horde are we? I would say at this point you are, um... There are probably like maybe twenty, twenty-five of them left. Cool. Um, you know, the vast majority. Let's say, you know, let's say it started off. It was like a hundred. Um, yeah. I probably should have been more specific in the beginning. But um, you, you have gotten. Five, a little, I got you. <laughs> yeah, the the front line is just very thin now, and some of them are clearly already damaged from from your kick and Cadrax's blast. Um, Vion, as soon as you bamf away that other group, you look at the stage. Um, and uh, you see Virgil is wrestling um, with Eli, and uh, you you can hear uh, you, you can kind of hear them kind of you know tough guy talking at each other, and Virgil's like, "You wanted me here, you got me," and Eli's like, "It's over, you're surrounded," and then Virgil's you know like, uh, "No, it's over for you," and he kind of like elbows him in the throat, and he gets the staff away and he takes the staff and 
smashes it on the ground and the head of the staff breaks off. And when it does, there's just this huge, like kind of discharge, like, like, like almost like a fireball, but kind of magical and weird and glowy. Um, and it doesn't dissipate immediately. The fireball just kind of hangs in the air and engulfs the two of them. Uh, whatever magic it is just kind of burns for a good 10 seconds or so. And then it stops and disappears. And when it does, all of the skeleton cowboys, including the ones left in Grave Glen, just collapse into piles of bones. And you see Virgil and Eli laying on the altar together, neither moving. Uh, I run up to the sheriff as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, you, you get up there. You can see er, Eli is just burned beyond recognition, yeah. just kind of charred corpse. Virgil is burned also, but not as badly. Uh, and he's kind of gasping a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, you did it. You knocked them all out. We're going to get you to the dock. Um, they're the, for this time period, they're absolutely incredible. They can do stuff that you would not believe. Okay. I'm going to teleport us over there, all right? And, and he can't, you, know, you just hear like... <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to cast... I mean, I, I can... Uh, I'm going to cast Flight on both of us. Okay. And, um, I mean, I, and I'll do that with little magic. So it's burst. It's not as fast as it could be. Give me a roll. Okay, great. Oh, I mean, my teleportation. No, we'll fly. Um, Either way, which yeah, three which and three is six. It's a tie. Beyond, you are so sort of overwhelmed by emotion at the moment, you can't get flight working. You try drawing the rune, but yeah. like you just can't concentrate, and it comes out misshapen. Okay, okay. Uh, I have uh, something's going on. Uh, weird magic stuff happened. Um, I just need him to stay alert for a little bit. And uh, I have images already up. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call up the book with him in it. And just tell him, you know, hey, listen, this might not make sense. I'm, I'm not from this time. I'm from a different time, Sheriff. And, and I know a, a version of you or not you or something that we were talking about legacies. And this is it, man. Look at it. Look, this is a history book with you in it. You did it. No matter what happens, you did it. Exactly what you said. It's published, and no one knows what happens to you afterwards, but, but, but you made history, man, okay? So just hold on a little bit. I'm going to call the doc. They fly a lot faster than I can because I can't do it right now. Hey, doc, I need you over here at the canyon. I don't know what you're up to right now, but the skeleton should be taken care of. Uh, I got a man down. <clears throat> on my way. And Cadrax, you go blasting through the desert uh, towards the source of that transmission. Um, Theon, you think you catch maybe a hint of a smile on Virgil's face when you talk about history and legacy and stuff like that. Um, and he, he kind of pulls at you a little bit close to him and he says, I'm all right with it. As you see the light go out in his eyes. Okay. All right, man. And I'll close those eyes. 
Chadrax arrives in time to help you carry Virgil's body back to the town. Oh, jeez. What is... I just... I have, I know we're trying to wrap, but, like, that means Jesse sees his father as well. Well, where did you put Jesse before you, uh, before oh, you left? Brought, you took him with been, you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't make any arrangements um, for his security, so flying right over yeah. means bringing him with me. Jesse, as you bring him down and he sees his father dead... And he looks at Virgil next to him, and he's like, <sighs> he looks at Virgil, and he's like, "I told me, told you, my daddy was going to kill you and get me out." I turn to him, and uh, I think before uh, I would have had a problem with anger, um, but the sheriff said he was good with it. Enter and Jesse, every single day of your goddamn life, you get to make a decision of what you're going to do. Every, I don't know, 24 hours or whatever, okay? And right now, you're probably upset because the guy who was going to bust you out of prison, right now, he failed. The entire plan, he failed. He wasn't good enough for us. He couldn't beat us. He couldn't beat the sheriff. He was going to sacrifice people. That was his decision, and he failed, and these are the consequences of his actions. So right now, you're probably going to go back to prison. You're going to have to make a decision. Maybe next day you break out. Maybe you rob another bank or something like that. You keep doing that, you can end up like your old man right here. Or you can do something different. It's not up to me. It's your choice, just so you know. I'm sorry about your dad. And I'll nod to the, the dock and cast light on myself so I can join you. You take him back with you? Absolutely. We will eventually have to contact... Whatever happens next, are there nearby law things? I'm not familiar with how the other coast works, but that is not my purview. <laughs> we can well, ask Abner or something. As you are getting back to town, the sun is coming back up. And uh, things have calmed down a little bit in Grave Glen. And um, those homesteads. I'm a person again. I'm not, after all the, I would like to not scare the locals. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, now you've had plenty of time. Um, you are changed back. And uh, yeah, those, uh, th those homesteaders um, have made their way towards the town. Um, and uh, 15 of them are, are kind of, you know, starting to congregate in that main street. And uh, Abner, you know, comes up to you and he sees Virgil's body. Uh, and he's just like, take takes off his hat, and he lowers his head, and he says, I'll make sure he's buried right. And then uh, he, he, uh, he sees Jesse, and he says, hmm, I'll make sure the right, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he's handled right, too. And uh, he says, think, uh, in fact, I think a deputy rode in with those homesteaders. Um, and uh, he, he calls, he's like, Hey! And he kind of points into the crowd and he's like, you're the lawman, right? And uh, one of them steps forward. He's kind of a young, friendly-faced man. Say he's played by Grant Gustin um, from The Flash. Okay. Um, and uh, Abner's like, and he says, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the deputy. I was, I was guarding these homesteaders and 
uh, I guess not doing the greatest job of it, but uh, there were a lot of those cowboys, uh, the weird skeleton types, and, uh, and Abner's like, don't you worry about that now. Just slap some cuffs on this man. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he starts cuffing Jesse, and uh, he turns to you, uh, Vion, and he's like, hey, I just uh, I want to thank you for saving uh, all these people and, uh, and me. It was my responsibility uh, for getting them here, so it was my responsibility for getting them captured. Uh, but looks like little harm done thanks to you. So I owe you, man. I, I, I owe you big time. If you ever need anything at all, you come find me. I'm going to be right here. Uh, I'll maybe start a family someday. Uh, and, and, and when I do, my family is your family. You've always got a place to stay in Grave Glen, my friend. Uh, he kind of extends his hand to you and he says, uh, name's Maynard. Maynard Bendiction. I'm sorry, what was that again? Maynard Ben Dixon with an X. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. He kind of tips his hat to you. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, real quick, Maynard, before you go, uh, one quick thing. Um, mm. I have this strange peculiar device. It's from the East Coast. doesn't make a lot of sense uh, out here. It'll become popular, I don't know, a couple years. Do you mind if I quickly just... Uh, uh, it's similar to the daguerreotype that uh, you know we have we have up in the tavern, and I would with my phone I would like to just take a selfie with Maynard to send to Destiny later. Uh, and yeah, he, he he's like he's like what what do I do? I just I look at this little box thing here. Yeah, the strange little box. It's got a mirror. Hey, it's got a yeah, a little my mirror. Face. On the front. Yeah, well, it's got a ah. mirror. Yeah, it's, it's hey. there. Yeah, yeah. When you wave, it waves back. It's a mirror. Uh, uh, as far as we'll take this and take Don't a that beat all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you get a picture of yourself and a, a, a very stunned looking Maynard Ben Dixon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And, uh, anything else you want to do here in Grave Glen? Um... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, uh, yeah. Let's do this. Um, if you don't, Doc Ben, if you don't mind coming with me real quickly. Yeah, anywhere. And we'll go in the saloon where the uh, picture is up already. Is it framed and hung up, Rick? No, nah, I, I think I think it's probably still developing, and, 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 and those like silver plates have to yeah, yeah set or something. Um, I uh, I go to the bar, the saloon keep, and uh, and I ask, "Hey, where are you going to put that picture up?" By the way, uh, I'm thinking about starting a photo wall right over there, and you kind a of point to wall. that wall. Where was, yeah. You're going to revolutionize the space, man. That's incredible. That's really something else. Uh. Well, they say innovation is the key to success in this business. That is not a, that's not a bad point at all. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's true. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a, a tip if that's all right. Um, really quickly in exchange for a favor, if that's all right with you real quick one. Well, what's the tip? Uh, the tip would be, um, you know, these pictures and the series of pictures, like a gallery wall, but you can kind of flip through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folks might uh, make something called a mutoscope, like a wheel of pictures, like a gallery wall, but a wheel, a succession of pictures. You crank and you get to look in. If, if a company ever comes up with that term mutoscope, 
you invest some money into that. That's going to be a pretty big thing for a little bit. Mutoscope. Okay. Yeah. 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 That'll be uh that'll be the craze for a little bit. So you check that out. Mutoscope actually might be around right now, but that's fine. Oh, that's the advice I'll give him. <laughs> and Nickelodeon. Really as to whether the future is immutable. <laughs> Uh, and Nickelodeons, keep an eye out for that term. Nickelodeons, Nickelodeons are popping up. Nick. You, you put some cash in there. Yeah, and uh, he's Nickel Noodle Scope. Yeah, and you know what? I'm sorry. This is good. you know real quick. This last one, and then this will be the exchange for the favor. And this one maybe is a little bit fair for you, but I'm sure that they'll pay you back. Um, it, it, a couple years from now, uh, uh, and pass this message down. I remember the exact date of it. I need you to find, I think, a brother and, and a father team uh, called the Latham Boys, and tell them just. Get the message out to them. A loop. Your solution is a loop. Because the film gets stuck and it starts to cr get, get cranked in the camera. When you add a little loop in it, you're able to process film at a 19 frames per second, sometimes 23.9 frames per second speed, which is what you want. That might not make a little sense to you, but trust me, they will pay you back in dividends if you can get that information to them in Los Angeles. And he looks at you and he's like, son, you get kicked in the head by a mule or something? Uh, I fought a bunch of skeletons, <laughs> you know. So pretty similar. Anyway, thank you very much. Yeah, sir. I write this all down right now. <laughs> uh, you laugh, but you know, wackier ideas brought people farther than this. So, um, and in exchange, if you don't mind, I'm going to carve something into the wall. You're going to cover it up anyway in a in a in a little bit once you get that photograph back. But uh, just a little, what? just a little something for the sheriff. Go ahead. And I carve the words kindness always. Oh. Yeah, you carve that, and uh, it, it is carved uh, uh, right on the spot where that picture will hang someday. Um, and uh, and then you head back out to the street, and you go back to the Ulez Cactus. Um, and uh, keep things moving. I'm going to say you all join hands. Dion, you take your crystal. Yep. Give me a time control roll. Okay, big magic. Yeah. Here we go. Well, regardless. Caitlin hey. has the crystal. Check that out. Careful with that. Production values, folks. Okay, so <laughs> I don't lie about rolls on the show. Uh, we're trying to get back. Right? Like I just all I do is I write the time travel rune, and then we get back, right, Rick? You yeah, you draw the time travel rune. What'd you get to get back to Port Ruby? I rolled a, I rolled a one, so that's a total of nine to turn on. And the crystal starts to glow, and it uh -huh. gets brighter and brighter mm. and brighter, and then. Bam, the three of you are just thrown backwards and like you kind of hit like this window. Um, you are standing in a long hallway and suddenly an alarm sounds and you hear intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder alert coming over and over again through, you know, like a PA system. And you turn and look out the window that you just hit and it doesn't take you long to figure out where you are because peeking out over some buildings ahead of you, you can see the sun setting behind the easily identifiable dome of the U.S. Capitol building. And within seconds, you are surrounded by men in dark suits who are all pointing guns. And, and you are just completely surrounded. And one of them, uh, I'll say he's played by Josh Holloway. Okay. Uh, he looks at you and he says, well, well, well. Looks like we've got us a whole team of spies. And on that, we'll see you next week. Um, 
Thanks, folks. This one started a little bit rough. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, and thank you so much. $569.69. Uh, $500, uh, all going to Equality Texas. Um, that is, I mean, honestly, we are so grateful. Uh, these, this, this, this charity, Equality Texas, and um, uh, Trans Texas, there are a couple of other ones um, that uh, can all use your help and your support now and they're going to need it you know for the foreseeable future unfortunately because uh the world is a terrible place and just full of horrible people but not y'all uh y'all um are, are on the side of the angels and, and we, we we super appreciate it um real quick let's go around the table tell the good people where they can find you uh starting with uh caitlin bruder hi i'm caitlin bruder you can find me on twitter at kkamabr uh that's all where all of my things will be uh yes sam Belev. hello i am trans rights you can find me on twitter at equality texas e-q-u-a-l-i-t-y-t-e-x-a-s thank you and uh our ambassador of kindness omar najam Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Omar Najam. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. Uh, kindness always starts with yourself. Uh, and you being yourself, a lot of people don't want that. And so make their lives a living hell and just enjoy yours and find the joy that you can find. And uh, today, tomorrow, and for the next infinity, trans rights. Trans rights. Are you kidding me? Trans rights. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. I have a lot of comments. Just because he wants to cover up the fact that he tried to profit off of a failing uh, electricity grid over in Texas, he's going to get in a lot of trouble. I hope he lands in jail, and I hope he burns in hell. Trans rights. Trans rights, we're about to show you trans wrongs. And, uh, hang on just a second. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Rick Budd. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913. Um, thank you, Omar, uh, for setting the tone with that kindness always. You know, trans rights, kindness always, those are two uh, things that will go hand in hand here. Um, uh, once again, because we reread the history, I want to uh, remind everybody that the, the history of Virgil Wheeler is very, very closely inspired by the history of a real-life man named Bass Reeves, um, who just led an absolutely fascinating life, which is, you know, better than any cowboy movie that you can possibly see. Um, I highly recommend uh, finding a book or, or even just going to read his Wikipedia entry. Um, it really just stunning stuff. Um, and thank you so, so much for your generosity tonight. Uh, on that, the theater goes dark, and uh, we are in Avalon on Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. It is night, and we are outside Enlightenist headquarters in Ruby Village, uh, the same place uh, Benny first got uh, her crystal necklace back in season two. Uh, a woman, I'll say she's played by Anne Hathaway, uh, walks up the front steps and knocks on the door, and a moment later... It opens, and Althea the Enlightenist, played by the late great Betty White, opens it up, and she smiles warmly and says, Welcome, welcome. Uh, we've been waiting for you. Come in. Follow me. And Althea leads the woman uh, down a hallway to a set of stairs. They go down the stairs into a basement and then around a corner where they come out into a space that looks very much like a classroom. Uh, there's a chalkboard at the front of the room and about 25 desks, most of which have people sitting at them. And uh, those people are all adults and they are from every conceivable walk of life. And uh, they all turn to look at Althea as she enters with the woman. And Althea looks at the class and says, everybody say hello to, and she looks at the woman tentatively and the woman says, 
Marcy. And in unison, the whole class waves and goes, hi, Marcy. And Marcy nods at them and sits at uh, one of the open desks. And Althea says, you got here just in time, Marcy. I was just about to start. And then Althea walks to the front of the room and says, Benny Beckett is gone. And so is her team. Port Ruby might as well be defenseless. The time of the Enlightenists has come. And tonight, I'm going to tell you what that means and what your role in the events to come will be. And the students kind of exchange uncertain glances and undaunted Althea says, raise your hand if you need a pen and paper because you're probably going to want to write this down. And as they all nervously start raising their hands, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Oh, hey, it's B Zelda. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your reviews help other fans find the show, and that really helps us out too. If you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, you can give us a follow on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. That way you can get some news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else that we do. 